Joe for the Monero community, where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All righty. Hello, Hello, everyone. And hello to our, our new friend. Who, who, I don't even know your name. I know. What's your name? Lada. I'm gonna put it loud. Yeah. Hi. Right. Yeah. Try to keep it close to yeah. your to your. Yeah. yeah. Content creator. Oh, there you um, go. Perfect. Content about crypto and about trading. Oh. Okay. I have um, like a video about Monero, so I'm quite you know like uh, used to what what it means Monero. Uh, actually, well, it's dinero, right, in Esperanto. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's that's kind of my story. And now we're in the La Bitcoin. That's yes. the most important event in the year. So, guys, a, a little background. Lara literally just woke up, walked up to us as we were about to go live. Like, we oh, never you're... met her before. She had heard through the grapevine that we were giving away Monero, so she ran over to get some. Uh, we're like, you know what? Just jump on the show. And we'll give it to you live on the show. So, thanks for doing this. And we found the perfect you. You do pod. You do uh, crypto media. Uh, yeah. So course. you're I a natural. Have, you're. I have uh, my YouTube channel that's Desencryptada without Y. And uh, well, I promote crypto from a trading perspective and investment perspective. And um, <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> that's my Is he your assistant? Your boyfriend. <laughs> Everything. Um, so you're like the opposite of me, me and Sunita. Yeah. Sunita is the producer I of our show. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, he's the face. Don't know your names either, so yes. it would be. I'm, I'm Douglas. Yeah. Douglas. Douglas. Yes. And I'm Sunita. Very nice awesome. to meet you. I know. It was, it was so awesome. your your Great. show covers all types of cryptos. Um. Yeah. 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 It's more my my main goal with my YouTube channel. I also have a podcast about CEOs and investors, but that's like a different thing. In YouTube, I mainly talk about opportunities in crypto and, well, how do normal people, especially from Argentina, can access to crypto and actually gain some money from it. Um, I am a trader in futures. I don't know if you know anything about that, uh, but, well, my cryptocurrency is like... Yeah, and look at the camera so people can the see. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the cryptos that I usually work with are Monero, Solana, and Bitcoin. So, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. That's so you're very familiar with Monero. I would say so. Yeah. That's amazing. So why why Monero? How how did you come across Monero? How I came across Monero? Well, actually, I I haven't heard. I I, I didn't hear about the the crypto by myself. A group of friends were just uh, trading with Monero, and I said, well, what's up with this coin? What it really caught me at my attention was that in the historic highs of Monero, it came close to $500, $560, and now it's kind of in $170. So it really kept its value compared to other mm. cryptocurrencies. You know, for example, Solana was in the 
20 US dollars and now it's a bit higher but it used to be like 250 dollars and that's 10 times lower so for me it's really like a revolution and then i did some research about the the ring firms you know the ring signatures yeah, no. <laughs> the ring signatures so uh, to me monero it's like a really big uh, project but it, it has to explode sometimes yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by your, by your knowledge of it, actually. Uh, even, even the fact that you're looking at it from a trading perspective, this is always exciting to see when we come across people that actually know Monero or are familiar with it. Is there, cause you're local to Argentina, you're local to Buenos Aires. Yeah, I live here. Are, are, are other people aware of Monero and aware of the fact that it's, you know, a privacy coin and the differences between like Monero and Bitcoin? Do you, do you get that sense? Is that, is the, um, I information think out there it's not talked about enough um they, there are other coins with a community strong here in argentina and that talk in spanish um that are a bit stronger i think it needs to reach up uh, a better community or a bigger community or establish itself here in buenos aires because uh, i don't think enough people know about monero in fact here and, and Buenos Aires, Argentina and Buenos Aires in particular is, is yes. so ripe for crypto adoption given yes. the state of, of the fiat system. We used to be in system. the top 10 of mm -hmm. adoption. <laughs> then we got kind of kicked out because we are not enough people. But actually Argentina, due to its political issues and restrictions, it's a very big adopter of the crypto technology. And actually it solves lots of our problems. But there are lots of people here against progress so i don't know how much time it will get us to reach that point where crypto technology it's at the same level as a governmental state agency for example but um, yeah and with monero the thing is that the privacy and anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. That's, that's tough for even it, non uh, for even English speakers. To say. Anonymity. No um, when I looked up for the solution that the project had given to the privacy thing, I was like, "Hey, this is like so simple. Like you're just hiding away the real signer between a bunch of random people. And like, why didn't someone came up with this earlier?" Well, for me, it was like that point of, it is quite simple. It is a simple solution for a problem that people haven't yeah. thought about it before. Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize too is Satoshi Nakamoto himself spoke about that as being a potential solution in the early days. I don't know if you're, if you're aware of that. Yeah, I saw that posts. in your research lab, you have like three white papers and one of them, um, particularly the one about CryptoNode, has the those side notes about wow. the Satoshi original white paper and the solution that it was given. Yeah, she she's done her research. This is this is very nice. We're so glad we ran into you. No, it's the great that we ran reason, into you. The so we're right. down here. But things happen for a reason. That is true. Oh, I yeah, because I gave what well, I guess it was your boyfriend Monero. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because he came to me and I was like, Oh, do you want some free Monero? Yeah, I also want some, some free Monero. So then she ran right, to me. Right. So there you go. I think yeah. I earned my Maybe Monero. Yeah. Your, your Monero. Uh, and please tell other people you know that are out there that want that are keeping to come. Okay. Yeah. Out. Sure. I mean, here oh. we love free money. <laughs> it's not an issue. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, 
the reason we came to Buenos Aires is for these reasons we're talking about. We saw that there's uh, organic growth that's taking place with crypto because out of a real need, right? People are trying to move out of the peso to something that's that's uh, less volatile than the peso. It's hard to believe that crypto is actually a better, you know, less volatile, a better, you know. You know, there are actually examples of projects that are imitating the Argentinian peso. And I don't know why would someone want to do that, but um, we have like our own crypto peso, if you want to. But yeah, we have a great volatility uh, in the backward sense that crypto has. (laughs) We we just keep going lower. (laughs) Crypto usually keeps going higher. And and people here are so accustomed now to dealing with different currencies. So their local currency is the peso. But most people prefer to deal in dollars or are more accustomed to the dollar, feel safer receiving the dollar for large transactions like real estate. So they're used to moving in and out of different currencies. You have these, uh, what are the underground exchanges called? The Arbolitos. Cuevas? Cuevas. Do you want to quickly explain to me what a cueva is? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, a cueva, okay, for some context. In the legal way, you can only buy up to $200 per month and you need to uh, like fulfill certain parameters like having all your income in a legal way, you know, in, in white, we say, transparent way, like from a job, for example. But some people, and most of the people here in Argentina, we have 50% of informal jobs. So most of the people have money, but they cannot buy from a bank dollars. And even if they could, maybe they don't want the state to know that they have the dollars because you have lots of tax in that. (laughs) So this solution that's going around here in Buenos Aires from years and years, it's called a cueva and well, like a cave. And you go to a place, the first step is go to Florida Street and encounter an arbolito. That's uh, a woman or a man that's just saying out loud, dollar, euro, change. Mm. You, you go and walk by if you have the chance. Maybe in the week you can go. Yes, we're definitely yeah. yeah. Somebody and went for us already on our behalf to, to yeah. do some exchanging. And you walk up to them and you say, you tell to them, well, I want to change. I want dollars. And uh, they take you to a place like a uh, local like commerce and you give them your pesos they give you the dollars and you need to uh, be aware of the exchange rate of the date it, you can check that in dollaroy.com it's always um the rate there if you want to check the web <laughs> we even have the crypto dollar there in the in the exchange rate so you check there how many pesos is a dollar and then you just buy them and that's it Right, and, and to be, Sunil, did we lose connection? Tux, can you hear us? Yeah, I still hear you guys. It's just the camera feed is down. All right, yeah, we'll fix the camera. And, and to be clear, uh, the exchange, there's different exchange rates, right? Because you have the official exchange rate between yeah. the peso and the dollar, 
Then you have the blue, what do they call the blue dollar? Uh, we have more than like 20 to dollar rates here. You have like a tourist dollar, you have a Qatar dollar, you have a soya dollar, that's for importation yes. and exportations. You have the blue dollar, that's the parallel market. Yes. You think about the caves and yes. the trees. Yes, uh, and that's where you get the best rate. That's where you get... For, for U.S. people. Uh, no, actually, nowadays, I think the best rate is the tourist dollar, but it's not a dollar that you can buy. It's when you use a your kind credit of card. change. Yeah. Yes. The kind of change you get when you buy something in dollars, that's from uh, like a software page, for example. I have paid softwares this month that were like $49, but I didn't pay in dollar blue um, the cost of, of dollar blue. That's... Uh, almost 1000 pesos yes i paid like 700 pesos per dollar that's a big difference right there right well no 1000 pesos is, is better for from the standpoint of an american if i'm exchanging my dollars yeah but if you're paying in pesos the, yes if you're the paying, rate of yeah, yeah, tourist yeah, dollar yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah um yeah so for my experience and i uh andres gave us some insight but i i guess uh i didn't pick up on everything the best thing to do for like a tourist that's coming here to Buenos Aires is to bring crisp one hundred dollar bills yes. and actually the newest ones. Not even yes, there's, there's even a difference yeah, in fungibility and exchange rate there. Mm-hmm. So newer newer hundred dollar bills are actually worth more. So they, yes. they may be worth a thousand pesos, and an older hundred dollar bill may be worth nine hundred pesos. For example, yes. Um, but the best exchange rate you get is if you bring your cash. You find one of these cuevos. Yes. You exchange your your blue dollars. Why do they call it blue? Because the blue because the, they Actually, look blue. Because, not really sure. I yeah. think about the color of the paper. Yeah, I guess because they, it has the some original blue in it. are like green. Yeah, and this parallel thing is not right. like green. It's not transparent yeah. or legal. Yeah. It's blue. But for whatever reason, they call blue. So yeah. you bring you bring your cash, crisp cash, straight from the bank, and that's how you get the best exchange rate. Yeah. But yeah, the second and best exchange rate I've experienced was yeah using your credit card, yes, particularly the Visa network, and because you get the uh, the tourist rate, like you were yes. saying, and so when you use that, it's still good. The worst rate you can get is the official exchange rate between Definitely. the dollar, and it's significantly worse. It's like a third yes. of, of the value. But you can actually like you can never get it at that price. Why? Because the government tells you yes it is like at 400 pesos one dollar yeah but and there's a big but here it's charged with lots of taxes right so um, like over that price you have like 70 percent of taxes yes yeah <laughs> and at one point normally usually the the price of the official dollar with the taxes is the same as the dollar blue mm-hmm. but nowadays the dollar blue is much higher yes. than those, than those taxes, you yes yes so uh, the an employee a normal a normal person that has a person that has a job normally has uh, their salary they change it all the quantity that they can with the bank at an official rate and then they go to the cueva and they change all the the things that are left around yes and i realize we're looking at it backwards because for you the lower the pesos per dollar is is better, right? Because you're you're thinking in pesos, well, actually, so you want to yeah. get as many dollars as you can. If you're buying something online, for example, that's valued in dollars, mm-hmm. 
you want it to be, you know, 400 pesos to the dollar versus a thousand. Whereas me, from the perspective of a, a somebody with a dollar coming here to acquire pesos, I obviously want the, the higher exchange rate for, yeah, for dollars to pesos. Uh, but I guess, yeah, point being is that the culture here is one where they're intimately familiar with the devaluation of fiat over time. Definitely. And and familiar with the concept of moving in and out of the peso into other currencies. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're moving towards being Dollar. ready <laughs> to, to, well, obviously dollars, yeah. right? Uh, you have uh, Mele, Mele, Mele? Mele is actually, yeah, pro- approaching the statement that he wants to do like a dollar side uh, economy. Yes. Um, in some places of Latin America, it's currently like that in Ecuador, for example. But, you know, the thing like that, it's um, we can do it. Basically, at a ground level, we are already dollarized because our homes are paid in dollars. Yes, you cannot go to a real estate agency and buy a, a department with pesos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't get it. Um, and also the cars. If you want to buy a car, it's valued in dollars. You can have a car for three thousand dollars, and it will be like a normal rate. But if the dollar goes up and the peso devalues itself, well, you need to get, obviously, more pesos to buy the same thing. So for us, uh, like in an everyday way, it's better to to have dollars. Yes. And so we're thinking of doing the next Monerotopia conference. It's a Monero conference down here in Buenos Aires. Oh, my God. That's why we came down here, to do a little recon. Awesome. Meet people like you that are local <laughs> and okay. uh, into Monero, spread the word, and... Like you said, we we need more community development down here. Yeah. Uh, work with Andres, who will be jumping on in a second. He's one of the creators of Monerujo Wallet. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Monero Monerujo Wallet. Monerujo? No, yes. I, I don't know. What's what's that? He'll, he'll tell you. He'll tell okay. you in a second. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the uh, apps you can use for holding and and sending. Oh, it's like Monero. a wallet. It's a wallet. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, we're looking to do the conference down here, maybe like a year from now. Awesome. In Buenos Aires. I want to come. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We, we'd love to maybe get you to help us set the ground. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, awesome. of course. Um, you can... we <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely follow each other. Uh, <laughs> you should come to our meetup on Sunday. Tomorrow. 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 We're having like a local Monero meet just to meet people locally that are into Monero. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. you can tell me the details. In Vive Cafe. In where? Vive Cafe. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I will go. It's in uh, the Parma. Uh, yeah, Palermo. 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 Okay. It's a really nice neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, really, really nice. So that, that that's our objective, coming down here, meet people that are Monero curious, okay. and then uh, make connections and hopefully throw this conference a year from now. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one year from now, Monero will be valued like in $600. All right, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. All right. <laughs> that would be, nice. be great. Nice. <laughs> um, saying that. One of the things we like to do with the conference, because we did the last one we did in Mexico City, and it worked out really well. A big part of the conference was we had a marketplace tied into the conference. Nice. Like vendors, local vendors okay. that were yeah, there. Yeah, we have, I think there is, there, there are some, some people here like selling merch, like sweaters. Well, no, like even like selling honey or selling food oh, or selling okay. homemade crafts or selling, uh, you know, even well, actually, things that are a little more interesting. Some sort of luck in this convention because I came here yesterday yeah. and it was raining like 
all day. Yeah. Yes. And the only way to get food was to get outside. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'd rather not eat and stay here. And I don't even think they accepted Bitcoin when you bought the food, did they? I, I never, made, I didn't wait know, in line because it was very. But that's like uh, a great point to, you know, actually implement in a crypto conference because yes. it would be the most normal thing to get an alliance with a wallet or an exchange from right. here and say, well, we give you a bit more of Monero and pay with, with Bitcoin. Right, or, or exactly. Monero. And we promote the usage and adoption of it. I was just saying, if it's I'm not sorry, what action, you're going to pay as much for your food as you do to send the Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin, if you're yeah. using Bitcoin, Bitcoin to send, right? It's like, yeah, it like $4 bucks. for a transaction. Or anything lightning you know, Yeah, right? $10 bucks to send it. $10. How, how much is a transaction in Monero? Because I have actually uh, never... Like a fraction of a cent. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's like, I don't know, uh, 10 pesos. Oh, nice. Okay. Right? I might, I might be getting that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's less. How many pesos is it? Like one peso. It's like one peso. <laughs> which is okay. basically zero <laughs> um but yeah so that that's the plan and we want to integrate that marketplace into into the uh into the conference oh that that so, would be very nice. yeah any yeah. any ideas on locations you might have you on could, location you know. well um most of the conference i go to they are located in the sec it's just in front of the um, uh, College of Law here in the law. Oh, oh we passed okay. that, yeah, last we passed night. that last night. Yeah, uh, we saw a tour guide. Yeah, the, the SEC. It's actually a place with for lots of conference. This year was used a lot, and if not, you can go to Usina del Arte in La Boca. Um, okay. It used to be like a factory, but there you have like a very big place to put some uh, food, uh, little shops of food, oh. and actually you have to. Uh, main stages if you oh, want to. that sounds right. good Definitely that sounds yeah. perfect that. so it depends on what you want what we want do. awesome well let, let, let us send you the monero oh yeah yeah i yeah. came here for a different yeah i know <laughs> we're really okay, taking bye. advantage <laughs> she's like just give me my freaking monero yeah um and we'll we'll bring andres on andres yeah. you want you want to jump on he's ready he has a thing oh yeah the mic's right there yeah yeah you can jump on i don't know what you put it here there you go andres and frame if you can okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, gotta, I guess let me. I could scoot over a little. No, I'll just move the camera. There he is. <laughs> oh, wait, but you're muted. Now you're here. Andres. Uh, Hold on. Like I'm going to fix the camera. Oh, there it is. Like really quiet. Okay, we'll fix it. No? Andres. Hello. Yeah, hello, I hear hello. you. You sound good to me. Now, here I am. How is everybody? Tux, is he, does he sound okay? Oh, uh, yeah, just a little quiet. I never sound okay. Not even in my house, I sound okay. Oh, you always good. have the same <laughs> issue. <laughs> well, you guys are in a no, sir. the conference is huge. Yeah, baby. <laughs> ASMR Monero. I hear myself very loud. No, but it's it's great. It's okay. It's okay. We have headphone monitoring on. Andres, <laughs> yeah, it sounds it, fine. Is the king of Monero in, 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 in a... What's up? King of Monero. <laughs> well, king of Monero. We're here. <laughs> We used to have a CEO of Monero, yeah. and we got rid of that, and now yeah. I'm the king. Yes. Now you're the king. From worse to even worse. For all of South yes. America. I am the South American king of Monero, yes. <laughs> I was already happy with the Argentinian king of Monero in South America. You promote me to a lot of different countries. That's cool. So we should say uh, Andres gave a, talk, a Monero talk yesterday at the at And it was Cup. packed. It was packed house. Yes, I did. Thank, thank, Lotto, thank you, you, everybody that there, everybody that came to the talk. Oh, I wasn't in the talk. 
what was it about? Yes, it was about <laughs> no, Monero. But what about Monero? Like, what specific? No, it was like a general talk about Monero, okay. introduction to Monero, okay. and some of the differences between Monero and Bitcoin, both, because that was the angle that they were looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's beyond that. She's beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you had a packed house, which was exciting to see. Yeah, it was very interesting to see that. Uh, I was very happy. We were a bit worried that nobody knows about Monero and nobody. I mean, we already know that not many people know about Monero today, but it was surprised that many people care about, about Monero. About so, so that was a, a nice thing, and especially even better that some people actually had questions. Uh, after the after the, the talk or approach uh, <laughs> outside of the not in public so to speak what uh, type of question in a very monero fashion i mean not, not speaking out loud about monero but it's just after the fact coming down it was like okay can i ask you a question about monero so yeah it was super fun secretly what type secretly. of uh, questions concerns people have um some of the questions were about mining for example Practical questions about mining, uh, how profitable mining was here, or how approachable it is because, yeah, with the imports, taxes, and the policy views and all that. I'm sorry, I'm looking for another guest that was supposed ah, to okay, okay. Here. No, Keep going, I'm listening to you. Ah, I'm listening okay. to you. Um, I'm not ignoring you. They're coming to get the background. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming. They're, the police is coming. <laughs> yeah, we, we should say that. So, so we've, oh, yeah, a bit, yeah. we, we've done kind of our usual <laughs> guerrilla marketing at these yeah. conferences. And, uh, True guerrilla for the taste. For the taste. <laughs> we're, yes. we're officially here as media, but we had a little banner that we yeah. put up to represent oh, ourselves. The Klaus Schwab banner where they could, they could eliminate... They yes. could kill cash, but they oh, can't kill the Monero. But they can kill the, the banner. They yeah, can kill the banner. But they killed the banner. I don't know. The, the BTC Maxis. So next it. year, please make a banner that says they may kill a banner, but they can kill Monero. <laughs> so they took, Rush. Right. They Get your Monero soon before they take down this banner. Yeah, they took it down twice. <laughs> um, this banner. Yeah, they took it down twice. So it was a great slogan, actually. Yeah. If you want to scan uh, one of these. This is the QR code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the QR code. So your app. And the second time, they weren't so friendly about it. No, they weren't. So third time, (laughs) I was like, I don't want to get Took it down. I want to set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what they said. They're like, if you put it up one more time, I will set it on fire. And then with the smile, (laughs) an evil smile. I was like, okay. As an Argentinian, I must say that setting something on fire doesn't sound as bad as it sounds. No, 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 exactly. I know, I laughed. Yeah, I know. He 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I laughed, but then I was also scared. (laughs) I I will say Monerotopia is the opposite vibe as this in those regards, right? Yes. It's it's about people coming, uh, participating in any way you want, uh, as long as you're not being a nuisance. This is very, very corporate. I don't know if it's... I imagine LaBitConf wasn't always like this, um, but... I, I wasn't here on the first on, on the first years, but, and it used to be the case that uh, LaBitConf is considered as a Latin American crypto conference, so they used to move from country to country every year. So it was one, one year in Uruguay, the other is in Colombia, the, right. the other year. Um, this, I think this is the first time that they had twice... Two years in a row in Buenos Aires. Yeah, which I hope so they I don't do know it again. I, yes, I don't know if they do it again next year. Because you want to do it alongside yeah. them. But um, according to the people, the actual organizers, yes, it got more commercial with the years. 
they might stay in Buenos Aires a little bit just because of the adoption that's happening here. I mean, it's it like makes sense. I mean, I, I like the I like the the concept of having it like being Latin America and moving around, so people that may not uh, have the chance to fly it abroad, which is usually pretty expensive for Latin American standards, right, 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 have the chance to have a big conference, a big crypto conference on their country. Right. So I think that's a, a nice goal. But if you are, if you ask me purely from a conversion perspective. Yeah, Argentina and of course Buenos Aires is kind of like a commercial center of crypto. For right, Latin America. and now is the time yes. where it's really gaining adoption. Of course, right. you have Brazil and Mexico as well, but Argentina specifically because of our money issues yes. and our history with inflation and with um, currency controls, you have like a big crowd. Yes. I mean, and you have very early adopters here of crypto in general. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, we met a ton of people. First off, so yeah, the, it may be kind of seem seemingly corporate, and it is with all the participants. Uh, but the but the attendees, <laughs> the attendees are very open. No, the attendees are cool. The attendees are all like yes. super open to engaging. You approach somebody here, and you ask them, "Have they heard about Monero?" They stop to talk about it. They're not like you know, "Fuck you, I don't want to talk to you." Like everybody stops, has a conversation. Yes. I don't know if that's a, also like a Latin American culture thing, but everybody's like very open. A bit to, so, yes. Yeah, which yeah. is which is awesome. Latins are just so nice, pretty nice much people. anybody we even without the banner, we're able to just engage with people and get them to you know download Cake Wallet, send them some Monero. Uh, so it, it's nice in that respect. The banner was good while it lasts. It was a good it's thing. <laughs> yes, and it's uh, it's uh, to be clear, it said free five dollars. So yes. it's like. People what? kept coming. Yeah, of course. They're like, what? Free what? What? Free $5? Money? In Monero. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would take it. I don't care. Which <laughs> I don't care. It's free money, right? right. Okay. Just get it to me. But you try to pull that same move in New York, even if it was like free $20. People yeah. just assume it's like a scam you have to or something. Just for impatience. Like, <laughs> no, but even if you just, they're just like, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, like, get out of here. Like, it's, what's the catch? Nah, here, everybody, people are like, what's the catch? Like, oh, tell me more about it. Yes, <laughs> like, and yeah. people are psychologically predisposed here to, I don't know, do lines for everything. Yes. For example, yesterday next to us is the coffee is coffee stand. Yes. And people made stand on the line for I don't know about oh, half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. To have a free coffee. Yeah, they like <laughs> it. Was, it was a really good coffee, yeah. but it's like, come on, thirty minutes of your life for a free coffee is a bit too much. You couldn't go outside. Get no, you have no. no I I made I I did the line. I, I got a coffee. That's how I know that it was good coffee. But for free money, come on. No lines. Yeah. Like the line at the pizza place. Yes. Oh my God, the pizza place. <laughs> where Where did you go to? He took us to... Where did you uh, take us? We, we went... Pizza. We never... We never got the pizza. The pizza. Well, the line was too long. But every line was... Because it long. was Friday night in Corrientes Marine? Avenue. Yeah. And every like place was packed. Times Square. Yeah. And I said, yeah... Of course, you can. We can go to the Guerin, oh, and it was fantastic. like it's fantastic. Yes, I know it's fantastic, but it's like everybody thinks so. So that's a problem. So everyone <laughs> was there. You can go to Los Inmortales. That's right across the street. <laughs> yeah, but then everything everything was packed. The line was like, yes. oh, was like I'm not that desperate. Yes. But yes, I would be the guy going to the Inmortales <laughs> because you. I think Guerin is overrated, okay. <laughs> in my opinion, especially the, because of the amount of people that is there. But it is actually very big. It it's very big. Floor. Yeah. Yes, it's and every floor they, they couldn't believe it. There is every floor is filled with people, <laughs> and really, packed. Twenty minutes, uh, twenty meters of, of lines outside. I said, "Wow, 
Yeah. But it's a Friday night. Yeah, it was a Friday night. At, uh, but it was raining and people still were raining. Yeah. Uh, we do lines for everything. We don't mind. <laughs> what? It's the we do lines for way. banks. We do lines. That's something cultural fast, but I think that in the in the core thing, we don't value our time as much as other people do. Because if not, we would just look for another piece. That sounds awful. Uh, but that's kind but, of the reality. But, but yes, I, I see your point. Why is that, you and think? It's just that people aren't aware of the... No, I think people are used to being diminished by, by their time, like naturally, in an everyday sense. Like they, you get paid a bit, yeah. of, a bit of dollar and a bit of peso, and yeah. that's... It's the fiat, the way of fiat mindset. Yeah. 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 It's an scarcity mindset. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. But that, that's yeah. for sure. When do you think we'll start to see adoption of crypto in, like, in storefronts? Things. I mean, I know there's a few places you could go to here in Buenos Aires, but like, do you think we're gonna hit some kind of tipping point where it's like overnight, anywhere you go, there be like, yeah, sure, I'll take some crypto? Because I mean, given the state of, of the peso, I would think everybody. Oh, at me. I think people would be willing to <laughs> o- overcome the friction of having to learn yeah. it tomorrow. Yeah, right now. No, um, I think. Actually, actually, I think uh, uh, two months ago, maybe I would have given you a different answer. And I would say, we don't know, perhaps with slow adoption, circular economies, all that. But right now, due to the political landscape that we are living, we are about to, <laughs> to go through a, like a very special election, presidential election here in two weeks with two, in some ways, very similar and in some other ways, very different candidates, <laughs> believe it or not. Depending who you ask about, but both with very radical um, economic policies in mind. So I think, for example, on one side, please be please be aware that everything that is said in the war in, polit- in polit- by politicians is taken with a pinch of salt, right? Okay, even more so here, people will say anything to win. So I, I'm, Argentinians are wow, I, I used even, to even not, worse than, than yes, American even politicians. worse than America. Wow. And Argentinians are very used to. As she said, to just say, yeah, but they were like running for office and it doesn't matter. Whatever they say before the elections and if they win, we don't take it for granted whatsoever. But that said, for example, one of the candidates uh, is proposing a CBDC, right? So a digital peso initiative. The other candidate is basically proposing dollarization of the economy. So in both cases, they are kind of getting rid of the actual peso currency. One for a total digital one, one for a foreign one. So I think in both cases, it's kind of like just breaking new in a way. And I think in both cases, crypto adoption, it's a, it's a likely scenario. We, for one reason or another, either if you implement a, actually implement a CBDC and start to control more of the black market, black market uh, here is above in some estimates above the 50 percent of the economy is in the black market here so if you press too hard with a cbdc yeah and you start so, to so really why push down from so the government that, i see is... crypto adoption going through the roof right right right, right? and in the other way around if you just made the market somehow more free and start to liberate some of the some of the barriers that right now you have between crypto um between foreign currencies in and out of the peso in the other case you will also see more widespread crypto adoption by people that are kind of wary right now of, uh, I have crypto, but I'm not going to use it. Right. Yeah, because I don't want to show it. Right. But if you say like, a, yeah, 
this government doesn't care. Uh, no, there are some uh, use cases with some exchanges that are national uh, that have launched their card, like a credit card, for example, uh, like Lemon Cash, for example. It's uh, it's exchange that has its own card, so you can use your uh, your USDT or your Bitcoin, and you get some sort of mini refund if you do some payments with that. And I think, in my opinion, that's kind of how the major audience will get to know crypto and will get to use it because um, they need to see like well what's the benefit what's the benefit in this for me or a commerce like what's the benefit in this for me well you can charge in dollars for example and it will be like a really easy and fast way of adoption because we are already used to contactless credit cards so you can just put your your card off an exchange and pay with dollars at the current change rate and that's it. but there have already been some properties sold in bitcoin uh, like contracts where the bitcoin was accepted as a method of, of payment so I think we are not far away from the adoption. Yeah. If it's not going to happen here, it's not going to happen anywhere, right? Like, no. this is the no. This, this is the true test bed that I, I've I've experienced so far. I think that we have like a first wave of of crypto adopters on early adopters. Uh, most of them were Bitcoiners. Uh, like I'm talking about ten years ago or something like that. Eight years ago. Yeah. Um, the ONG, the Bitcoin Argentina ONG NGO. Sorry. Yeah. That that's organizing the whole thing. And then after we we have a lot of programmers in, in Buenos Aires and in Argentina in general, in general. So we have a big Ethereum community as well. So that that first wave of adopters is kind of like underground in a way because uh, for currency controls and regulations, they kind of live off the grid, so to speak. But the second biggest way of adoption, I agree with her, was uh, fintechs. Yeah. Uh, fintechs a couple of years ago uh, pop up, like, like Wiz here, you have uh, Velo, Lemon Cash, uh, Webbit, Ripio was from... Um, well, Binance was here. Binance was here. <laughs> Not much time ago. Binance were here last, last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're gone. Well, um, but what, I, what I'm getting is that uh, you have those exchanges, local exchanges before, uh, they were used just for, by the same amount of people that were already in crypto because they were like, okay, selling or buying crypto. But now with this wave, they are giving people debit cards, which is something that people are very used to use, uh, that you can max out or top with, with, with crypto and then you spend in pesos. And that's seen as a very good anti-devaluation measure. So you perhaps you get your salary at the beginning of the month, you get it debit in pesos, you buy crypto, whatever you want, or stable coins that are super popular here. Super popular. Super popular. Makes sense. Because it makes sense because it's culturally it's like yeah. dollar. Yes. And people are very aware of the dollar exchange rate every day, basically. So they buy the beginning of the month, and then what, what this fintechs used to allow you is to just pay in pesos, and at the moment of payment, they sell the, your crypto for pesos. So it's that you're you like, in a way, dollarized or, or protected from, from the devaluation of the currency up to the right, the very moment that you spend it with your debit card. Right. right? So, and then you would think they would want to keep it. So, the, the yeah, dollar. of course, for us in crypto, not your keys, not your coins, those people have no crypto, right? right? right. It's paper crypto. Yeah. But, but culturally, yes. For their, yes, for their if, use, yes, yes. Sense. Position, yeah. yes. They see, and of course, most of those, some of them, some of them have more, but most of them just have like Bitcoin, Ethereum, 
a couple of USDT, USDC, and a couple of more, depending on, depending on, on the bull market, it's like Dogecoin or something like that. Most of them just stick to the big four in some way or another. Yeah. Uh, so that's the way that people are get exposed to that. And I think it could be a vector of change if you start with regulation to push harder. People already know that crypto exists, and you start to not allowing people to use those crypto for their personal things, and they will try to get out of those changes fast. And they will learn. I, 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 I say so in my talk that Argentinians are very used to find out alternatives for money restrictions. We are very, resistant. very fast. Yeah. <laughs> out of need. Right? Out of need. And what's what's really interesting too is you compare it to something like El Salvador, right? Where everybody's focused on El Salvador, Bitcoin. Yeah. It, there's no natural, like, overwhelming need to adopt crypto in El Salvador. Uh, it was, it's, they're, they're, they're trying to push it there, but the, the fiat situation is nowhere near as bad as it is. I mean, their, their, their currency is backed by the dollar, right? So, to yeah. try to push people into Bitcoin over there doesn't even make sense. Whereas over here, there's nobody here pushing it. People here are pulling it. They're I think out it, of a need. I think it, ma- it they, makes sense from moving a, into it. I think it makes sense from a marketing perspective because people are used to their own country's currencies being shit. Yeah. So you say. But I'm saying in El Salvador, you don't really have that. Yeah. Issue. So you say, okay, so it's a special case. Because, so, okay, you, you don't have to use your local whatever. Good. In the case of a support, you have the USD, I think you have dollars as well that you can use legally. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we'd rather use that, or at least we'd rather save on that. Right. And then you say, well, we are giving everybody a Bitcoin wallet, and it sounds like a Bitcoin wallet. Right. But well, since Bitcoin is a kind of slow and kind of expensive, well, we are giving you a like, Lightning wallet. Right. Uh, okay, well, it's hey, a custodian hey, Lightning hey, wallet Bitcoin. by the government. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. so. I, I saw a documentary like last week, just like week about it. And the population in the Salvador are not really aware, as we are aware here in Buenos Aires, of the and of the power of Bitcoin, and especially about the wallet that they are giving, because they give you a wallet, and if they give you a wallet, they know how much money you have, and that's it. That's like basically against all the decentralized uh, thing about. I, I will. I will put it. I will put it like this: If tomorrow the government says, "Download Argentina wallet." For your Bitcoin. No. <laughs> Biggest flop <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah? No. Don't no, love my Argentina wallet for your new Bitcoin peso. Everybody is going to be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but you, but you said the, the free money aspect. Unless, unless you money. work for the government, which is something that they would do. And you they have, give you like they social pay you, plan. In they pay you yeah. only in that place. Right. Or, and, or they give you whatever, a hundred dollars even, or even, you know, a more significant amount. But like, you know, people the might... The tricky thing is that here in Argentina, laws are guidelines. It's a very... I told you yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah? So if, if things... I think they're... It's comfortable, but it's also very tricky. It's like the devil is in the details in, in that regard. Because as long as they keep, keep it like that... Like that and people feel, feel like kind of free, they adopt anything. You can make like the super Argentina government Bitcoin wallet and say, okay, but the government gives you free Bitcoin. Okay. And you can only spend it on these special shops. Okay. Well, okay. As long as I have the other thing. Okay. 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 Right, right. And convenience kills everything else. Like they don't care. Here, 
Nobody asks for an invoice. Nobody asks for like the ticket when you do whatever. You can pay a restaurant in a stack of bills that is this high. <laughs> yes. You know, literally. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have done it yourself. <laughs> right? Uh-uh. I, 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 I have some. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, you changed. Oh, yeah, we changed. On five hundred. That's like 0.000 dollars. <laughs> we we have a whole stack. We have a whole stack at home. It was like it was like two hundred dollars got us like a stack of a lot of cash. Yeah. Um, so so you, you would think that rich in Argentina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As we were saying at the outset, the best way too is that you bring down crisp one hundred dollar bills straight from the bank, the latest edition, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Th those are worth more than... Uh, they don't know. have to be stained or broken yes. or anything. If yeah. not, they give you like... Best and where best. do you yes. go to get the uh, the non-government rates? Like, I want the better rates. Where do you go to do that? Yeah, well, that's, that's what we're talking about at the outset. They're called... <laughs> the, 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 the Cuevas. The Cuevas. Cuevas. Yeah. Cuevas. Oh, I see, I see. Which at Monero Topia Argentina will need a section called the, the, the cave. Yeah. For right? sure. Where we'll, we'll like all be a, trading, trading Monero for... for like the caves in yeah. Mexico. Oh. An actual cave. Do we, yeah, can we yeah, find yeah, a cave, cave here to throw the No, no, we don't hike. Everything is plain. This is just <laughs> flat here. <Okay. laughs> you have to drive like several hours to find something right. that sticks out of the ground. Yeah. The Formosa? Can we go to <laughs> No, Formosa, Formosa. There's nothing in Formosa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really you. That's actually like I think the most boring state. <laughs> you can choose other states. Like Formosa. You can well, choose like Rio. We, we ha I don't know if you've been following. If you've seen the adoption that's taking place, though, for most are you aware? Yeah, what happened yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. I can show this. Basically, um, if, he, if he's on, if he's <laughs> listening, he's yes. bring bring him on. Libertad. Yeah. Bring Libertad on. Yeah, right. bring him on. I'll I'll put the link in. He's the... doing amazing things over there. He wants um, to talk for growing quickly. adoption. We can bring him on. Basically, you have like a, a, soccer, a, soccer, a soccer team in Formosa in yes. the in the town of Ibarreta. Okay. And uh, they had a couple of guys in, in Ibarreta that knew about Morelos, yes. right? Um, many of the football players, um, people in the town, uh, were, were used to, like, to make their, uh, online bets. Yeah, show, show the stadium. Okay? Yeah, show the stadium. In a moment of time, I don't want to do it like, a couple of months ago, the government of, of Formosa uh, rolled out as yeah. illegal. The, the web, the online bets for sports in pesos, right? Okay. So they had to find a way to keep like betting. <laughs> yes. So they turned out to Russian, uh, <laughs> Russian oh. online brokers. Uh, I mean, for for like experts, some okay. one of those places. So they have to uh, use crypto to fund and to retire the earnings <laughs> from the from the betting, the online betting. Yeah, I see where so, this is going. which which would be a better crypto than Monero to fund yeah. and retire totally and from your not underage uh, sports betting online. Which is funny because we are talking about options all the time and the good part comes here now that what happens is that basically you always try to make this whole thing like top down and it was super bottom up because you have total liquidity in the entire town because basically the entire town bets no. and uses Monero to bet. So well, you, you, you got Monero <laughs> accepted in the butchers, in the grocery, in the whatever you want. They say like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, they, they just do the conversion. You can live on Monero in Ibarreta, yes, basically. And the, and the football club got sponsored by the community and they, they made t-shirts 
like Monero, Monero branded t-shirts. Yeah, so the shirt says of the team said Monero, and the popular, the popular has like a big Monero logo painted on it with the names he's of the contributors. To, yeah, he's gonna it's gonna a try very, to very bring it up. I mean, it's beautiful oh. what they did there. He... So this is the stadium. This is the football stadium. It's the greatest story of the year. He used Kuno. I don't you know. Want to make are it you familiar with Kuno? No. He used Kuno to raise funds for Monero. It's like a Kickstarter for Monero. It's a fundraiser. The funds website. go directly to the fundraiser. <laughs> You're so me. It's awesome. The video queue are awesome. That's that's so fucking weird. Okay. It's it's crypto. Barrani crypto caucho. Yes, this is organic adoption, guys. This that's, wasn't, uh, you know, BTC very... Maxis rolling into town with the gun to people's head saying, "Accept Bitcoin." This is this guy out of out of a need, out of a necessity for gambling, got into Monero, and it slowly started to blossom from there. Well, for us, like money is money. Like, right. If it's worth something, we will use it. Money is money. Yeah. So I want to go because I want to go see this and actually pay pay my respects to this young gentleman for uh, for everything he's doing. Uh, but it's so far. Yeah, it, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really like do my homework before yeah. coming down here, and I was like, "Oh, it's in Argentina. How far are going to be?" Yeah. Obviously, I know. The story like, goes that it's like let's start uh, let's start something of a Once in your life, you have to go to yes. to Formosa and pay tributes. To the Monero God I, I the popular. You guys are Thank probably going to think this is crazy, but who's who's the other guy? The the other individual we met yesterday from Samurai Wallet. Um, oh, friends. yes, Escuelita Bitcoin. I think he's going to jump on, but he's trying is to he convince here? me to take a bus there on Thursday. No, oh don't take the bus. Don't take the bus. <laughs> no, Enjoy. it's so fucking far. Like yes. you will. It's so fucking hot. You will <laughs> spend more than a day traveling. Yes. At night, he said there's a night bus. Yes, of course. Yeah. You will never get <laughs> You will you will be very well Anybody rested. I talked to in Argentina <laughs> about going to Brazil, like, ah, no, I wouldn't do it. It's supposed it's, it's do very it. hot there, right? It's very hot, yeah. yeah. I wanna go. I uh, so I'm so close. You should totally go. Maybe I'll rent a car and drive a car <laughs> you with should you should definitely Yes. Go. That sounds like a better yeah, idea. Sure. Just sleeping on a yeah, bus. Well, it's better idea to just drive all night long. Nine hundred kilometers to I know. Amazing. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I like it if you were from Europe, I will be messing with you. I know that from the US, US is very big, so you, yeah. it's like it doesn't scare you to say yeah. oh, you have to drive for two days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But you have to drive for a day. Yeah, it's 900 yeah. kilometers yeah. away. Because it's only like one flight a week. Or like maybe no. Uh, come on. <laughs> it's like twice a day. Twice a day? No, yes. but I saw only. One. I was yeah. when I would look last. Maybe week, you, they ran they out. They ran they out. Ran yeah, out yeah, tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have twice, twi two flights a day. In the Arenas, Argentinas. But right. it's not every day either. I think it was like only Monday to like Saturday. Uh, what, what do you want? What do you well, think it is? Like Dallas? No. And I guess because I'm looking at the Monero Club, it's expensive though. It's like five hundred bucks. Maybe they are. Like yeah, yeah. All right. Well, don't don't rule out the possibility that I send Doug on a bus. Don't give up yet. I'm, I'm here for another week. I might be able to make it Yeah, after. he hasn't said no yet. Yeah, so that's no, the no, funny no. part. He keeps saying, I don't know. He's thinking about never, it. Never say no until you are on the, on the, on the flight back home. Like, just don't rule out the possibilities. Are, are, are there like speed limits on the road? Like if I rented yes. a motorcycle? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the autobahn. I mean, <laughs> and on some roads, you uh, wouldn't want to go faster than that. There's, there's a BMW a motorcycle <laughs> shop down the block. That's tempting. Yeah.
Um, yeah, so we, we got off track here. So, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you should totally do a, like a road movie and and drive. Yeah, with, with our friend, he, he sells. He's yes. going to come with me. Yes, for sure. Of course. <laughs> Where is he going to come? He's going to go with you. He's going to come jump on. I'm sure he'll find us. He had honey I from gotta, Formosa for sale. I got to text him. Oh, I can't. Yeah, your phone's you up there. Text him. Um, I wanted to ask one question because you mentioned, so there's the two candidates, right? There's Mile. Yes. And what's the other guy's name? Massa. And Massa. Number one, it, it's absurd, the dichotomy there, right? So Mile, extreme libertarian, uh, looking to uh, basically completely disrupt the current state system, get rid of departments, right? Get rid of the peso, which I'm surprised he's not talking about moving to crypto. Um, and then this other guy, he's the former finance minister, right? No, he's, no, he's the, the current. The current. <laughs> so he's literally the problem. He's like the guy that yes. helped create yes. the problem. And he's running on the other And how are like people are still potentially voting for this guy? Yes. He looks like the likely winner. That is... You terrifying need, but that, you need to, to, to do like a phd to understand argentinian politics yeah. i mean we are not going to solve this in five minutes i know politics, uh, but, i mean americans basically, are just basically uh, uh, let, me, let me try very short massa comes his background is from the right le right leaning libertarian old party right actually yeah yeah, yeah. when he was young yes but then he became like peronist with basically here just means mainstream <laughs> Because depending on the year that you ask, it's uh, right-leaning or left-leaning. For us, Massa, there's like a joke here that he's some sort of pancake because he flipped it's a pancake. The, to the party, to the political party that that is more convenient. Okay, okay. So through the years, yeah. he has been he has been on every party basically yeah. on every side of the left-right spe uh, spectrum and uh, said as many different things as you could imagine. But basically what happened is that the government that we have now is so bad and things are so, so wrong that they basically took Massa in as a finance minister because they didn't have anyone else. They didn't have anything, anybody else. Actually, Massa does not have like a, an economic um, background in this is a lawyer. or something. Yeah, he's not an economist. So it's kind of like an inside job in a way. Right. But people that doesn't like this government doesn't like Massa either because it's like, yeah, I don't care where he comes from is like from his government and not going to vote for him. And Millet did the other way around. He started as like a very libertarian, like kind of like progressive in a way. Uh, liber libertarian and liberal he, it means different things in different places. But it started more like a, people should be free. Uh, everybody should have their own like life or whatever they want to do with their lives and free, free, freedom, freedom, freedom. And then when the campaign started and it started to get worse, It turned more like right, right wing libertarianism. Which here is like Bolsonaro. The Pope, that was the. It's like the Pope. It turns, yeah. it turns into like more into a Bolsonaro, yeah, which, uh, Trump, uh, right. all that kind of alliance. And it's not the same everywhere, but some people that were from Milay before started to see that, that switch. As a kind of like betrayal in a way, not so much as a betrayal, but it, it's like, it seems well, like it sounds funny. Uh, like yeah. So, what you have now is basically, I would say, 30% of people convinced on every side, and like 40% of people in the middle saying, I don't know what the fuck to go. <laughs> Maybe right. I should post which, which I find hard to believe, right? Yes, yeah. Belay, whatever, right? But it seems like his fault is that he's he's just too truthful. Like he's just speaking, like he's like, I'm gonna. He's, he doesn't seem to be political. He seems to be like, 
if you like it or not, here's what I'm going to do. I'm even out there criticizing the Pope. I don't give a, I don't, but obviously that's not, you a could good, give me, you could give him some media training. Right. Yes. It's not a good political move in a country no. that's primarily Catholic and yes. where the Pope actually came from. Right. Yes. But <laughs> what I don't understand is what is this other guy offering? You said he's talking about CBDC. I, I How is that solved? The, like people are seeing their, their net worth plummet every day. Yes. The peso is completely worthless. That is overwhelmingly the biggest issue compared to anything else. They need to fix that problem. This guy on the right is saying, we're going to move to the dollar. That sounds like a better, hell of a lot better than what's going on here, right? Whether yeah. it's the solution. But the other guy, I don't even see, what is he offering? Let me tell you solution? something. I was going to tell you a lot about the, about the situation here. I don't remember the number. I think it was like 70 or 80% of people on a poll answered that. They don't think it's gonna get better anyway. Oh, even if he no matter who or... wins. <laughs> yeah. No, wow. We are all convinced that the yeah. Monday after the election it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like hell. Yeah. You won't so be able people to are not voting for again. for yeah, let's solve this issue in this way or another. People are just mainly, in my opinion, voting angry against one of the parties. But there is no hope, right? But if I know it sounds awful. I'm I, it I'm is a, awful. It is awful in fact. I'm just trying to understand. I am lying or, or not? No, no, no. no. The it, question actually was, what is Massa proposing yes, to get off to solve the problem, the problem yeah. that nothing. he already made? Yeah. And he is not proposing anything. No. He's and saying, let's move opinion, to CBDC, which sounds even yeah, worse. No, CBDC for me was just like a pretty word he found online that sounds stylish and modern. Sounds, and most, yeah, says, sounds technological. Yeah, yes. let's go with that. But he doesn't have any options because if not, he would have already used that. We have over more. But when he, more when he when he talks about the CBDC, what points of it are he highlighting as a, as a reason why society would even want to move to it? What's his like? What is he saying are the benefits of the CBDC? Like oh, some cultural context here now. Now we can tax you more perfectly with the CBDC. Yeah, more control. No, actually. no, it's even worse. Um, I'm like the happy Argentinian guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even worse. After 2001, for example, things go so bad that some provinces that didn't even have pesos to pay for their obligations or the salaries of the workers that they have, right? So you have the emergence of not even pesos, like uh, fake currencies, like second-hand uh, currencies, like yes. uh, Patacón in the Buenos Aires province and some other places. Every province had their own like currency that was only emitted by that province and you can only use in that province just because it was a full-blown crisis, right? So when Massa talks about a CBDC, what I hear is that things are going may get so bad financially for the peso, and if they want to stop emitting pesos because obligations are like you have to settle back a lot of debt in pesos, maybe the CBDC is just like a peso too, that every all the money that comes from the government is going to be denominated in that, and you cannot exchange it for anything else. Mm. And you just have to use it for spending, basically for for your life, right? So you had to spend it for food, for whatever you want, but you cannot trade it for any other currency, of course. I think the main goal for the government is actually for people to actually not own anything. Don't be owners of anything. Like if you have a property, for example, if you have like your house, the one you're living in, and another one because for rent, and you have like an extra income there, you are seen as the bad guy. Right. You will own nothing and be happy. Is the, uh... you, you no, are if you are the owner, you are the bad guy. Yeah, if yes. you are the owner. No, but I'm saying the government is trying to push an initiative where nobody yeah. owns anything. 
but we are keeping your a bit of context because we have actually lived in this corrupt system so fucking long that lots of generations are not you having a proper government. I, for example, I was born in 1999, so I lived with them all my life, <laughs> and they were always the same. It's basically yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so when I found out about cryptocurrency, I was like, well, this is the revolution. This is yeah. the only way to get out. Uh, but actually, if you see our like brothers, other Latin American countries, they are not as bad as we are yeah. because they have like uh, some sort of shiny ideas that actually work and they put it to them. Yeah. Ana Man was saying because the CBDC is offering free money. Is that part of his policy? Like that yes. people are going to get like Definitely. stimulus, like they're going to get. You know about the social plans? Yeah. It's uh, so, so like a social credit. I mean, not social, like uh, no, no, no. Argentina, uh, things go so bad that a lot of people need support. Like, right, and they'll issue this through the CBDC. Yes, right. Actually, right now they have for many years they have support from the like government. a universal basic income. Yes, kind of like a universal. Right. You yeah, have something like a minimum wage used. You think, oh, it's something like you can live and survive. No, it's something like maybe you have five social plans on your right. name. So that that is really the the and You can travel. And you can It's not like. Right. Of course, you're not going to live well, but for example, wages are so low that some people don't want to actually get a job because it yeah. pays less than the social benefits that they have, yeah, and they may lose. What? What? Of is course, it's very poor by your standards. I mean, it's not. You're not talking about a lot of money, but still, the wages are so low that it's um, it's a it's a good trade, so to speak. What is the employment? Unemployment rate here is very low. Uh, the white employment rate or the, <laughs> the, <laughs> or the other employment? Yeah, I guess both. real real employment is very low right now. Real employment. We are not in a we are not in a recession. In a recession. So economy is blooming. <laughs> All right. What is the unofficial like the reality? No, the reality is it's true that most people have a job. So, but these people like I mean. We, but the wages like are very that, low. The people that are coming up to us and asking us for for food off of our plate when we're eating dinner, they have they have jobs. Probably not. But you have a lot of informal jobs, and people just do errands or do fix stuff or whatever for a little, a bit of money. Yeah. But it's not enough uh, for you to live properly. Yeah. Um, and actually, I don't know how you say like the minimal legal wage here, like normal wage. It's very low. It's close to, I think, $150. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. It's very low. And it is not enough for you to live by yourself, for example. And in, in for example, in some aspects, like in food, food prices for the past year or so have been going up in dollars. Yes. Because our economy is basically dollarized. It is already dollarized. It's dollarized, yes. Who's that? At the, uh, at the Black Market. For a month or a year? You said $150? For a month. Oh, for a month, okay. A month. If you a take month. the free market rate. There, there, I mean, you see the poverty here in yes. yeah. Buenos Aires. I, we had people no. coming up to sorry, us, sorry. multiple people That's what you got wrong. for food. We have a lot of employment now. We are not in a recession, but we had a lot of poverty. Right. So people have jobs, but they're not getting but paid. they're not getting a yes. lot of money. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. you may see people that actually have a job. Right. Even some but people that are afford, like a, in the white job, right. having to do like two or three jobs or basically just having to ask for money right. in the streets. Right. The people that were asking us for money, it was like we were from New York, right? We 
lived in this our whole lives and obviously we traveled yeah, around like, experience. Like basically the same thing. Well, yeah. no, it's different. So in New York, the people that are asking you for money, uh, I, I don't want to phrase this in, a, in an offending way, but lots of times they're the type of people that don't have, you look at them, these people don't have jobs. They can't hold a job. Uh, they're drug addicts. There's something else wrong with them. Here, I could tell they were normal people they that just, just, wanted just wanted food. food. And yeah, like, we're just food. like, yeah, sure, you know, take the food. food. In New York, it's like, you know, it's a drug addict that's asking us for money. money. Here, yeah. it was somebody actually in need of food who, yeah. you know, didn't seem like uh, a low life that was a drug addict. It was just like somebody that didn't have the but money. You saw adult people or did you see kids? Both. Both. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Send the, they send the kids. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah they send the kids. But, but they're, not, a, they're not asking no. for money, right? Money is one thing, and then they go use it however they want. They actually, nobody's going to ask for food and then just go throw it away. They actually wanted that food. They can't they afford the food. Right? You have like a big chunk of the population that is called like generational poverty somehow. That is like third third generation of, of basically poor people. So yeah. the grand, the, 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 now the, the father and the grandfather. We're, we're poor, and the, those people are not getting better by any means, anyway. But what yeah. you have the, last, the past few years is that a lot of new people got poor. That's why you don't see you. You may you may be. We are watching the life decay of the middle class. Middle class yes. disappearing, yes. basically, which is happening in, in the U.S. as well, but yeah. here on a more much more drastic level. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The middle class here historically is used to pay for a lot of stuff. The um, People in the we'll lower, we'll bring them up. Yeah, she's gonna bring more, more honey. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, I mean, people in lower classes are very used to subsidizes and government services and public health care, public education, all of that. They don't basically they don't have a choice. But the middle class, the middle class historically, is very used to pay for all those things. Besides taxes, right, so right. they go to private schools, which are not like super fancy. You have fancy, expensive uh, schools, but most people in the middle class send their kids to the best school that they can afford. So it's a private school. They pay for private health care because it's better, or you have faster than the public health care. They pay for. for um, usually, they have cars, so you have the insurance of the car and the payments of the taxes on the car. It's very expensive to be middle class here. Related to some other places in the world, like in proportion. Yes. So what yes. happens is that the moment that you the economy starts going bad, the middle class starts not being able to afford those services. Yes. So basically, they enter the lower class. Right. Right. Like right and away. They're not. Yeah. They're culturally not used to that. Yes. And you, um, that middle class that used to be super big in proportion in Argentina, decides a lot what happens in the elections. Yes. Yes. So that's why you see candidates right now and in the past elections as well basically talking to the middle class yes and it actually it's not an actual middle class in the sense that they have the money for being middle class it's a psychological middle class right they want to it's, a, it's aspirational they want to get back, class. To, get back yeah. to the middle class yes wow. so they're voting for every anybody that promises promise them that return to be middle class yes in services in be for example to travel abroad right. to have holidays abroad right right stuff like that it sounds stupid but it's like no, it's we used to we used yeah, yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. to do that like 20 years ago. What happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah? You know? hey, let's be clear. This is all because of fiat. Yeah, totally. it's the fiat. Well, actually, the, the ones that are in charge of printing fiat. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. If I were in charge of fiat, that, this wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. 
We just need a better, better ruler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have right. to move. So yes, yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll switch it up. Let you take a break. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't we supposed great, to be. We greatly <laughs> appreciate your time. Well, do we, do we have yeah, your I'll get her contact now. Yeah, while well, you, you have my yeah, contact. Yeah, your contact. Awesome. It'd be great if you could come Sunday. It was awesome. Getting to meet you and um, talking to the audience. Um, Tell us, pitch your uh, your, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. My Instagram is. I I don't know where the camera is. The camera's over uh, there. Oh, but cool. I'll add it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. You can walk up to the camera if you want. Just put it right in there. Well, bye, bye, guys. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Did, did you get your Monero? Did, uh, were we able to send you the Monero? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, leave it there for a sec. Yep. All right. So that's your Instagram name on the bottom? And her YouTube. Wait, hold it up a little higher. 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 Right, right, right. A little lower. A little lower. A little to the left. Or to the right. Hey. All right. Cool. All right. You're great. You're great. Yeah, so see if you get her contact, just in case. I mean, we, we have our Instagram now. What's going on, man? Hi, how are you? How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm very happy to to be here with you. Yes, we, we were talking about you before. Um, what is your tie-in with Formosa? Formosa? Uh, I, in Café Monero, uh, the Andres podcast, I listen in about the Monero town. And I think I I must know these people. It's awesome. They, they have a great work with a football team that is was dead. No money, no nothing, no t-shirt for the players. Then with the donation of Monero community, we have a, a team again. We have a, a light for the stadium. I, I say we because I feel uh, like like I am part of of I have a commitment with with they because I love the, the idea. Then I am a fan of Libertad Club team. That's so awesome! So you went, you went, you visited it. You visited. I, I'm visit. I know Alexander, uh, Luciano, and all the guys. And um, where where were you coming from? Because you don't li you live. In I am from Uruguay. Uruguay. I'm traveling for South America, teaching about Bitcoin. But I am Bitcoin. Uh, I love I love Monero. I love privacy, and I I am Bitcoiner focused in privacy. Then I I teach, for example, uh, Samurai Wallet. They want to implement uh, Monero atomic swaps. Then I'm I'm teaching for free este, in the communities, uh, the history of money, the blockchain, the wallets, and I'm going to add uh, Monero because I'm 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 doing a privacy Bitcoin diploma. Then in the final part is going to be including Monero and. It's it's good for the the team. It's not only a Monero team. It's a cyberpunk football team. Then it's good to to everyone to grow to, the community. To yes, everybody that's interested in in privacy yes. aspects of crypto. Yes, right? true cyberpunks. Yes. And, and 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 it's a a poor town. Then it's an example the how we with technology we can. Uh, 
swap the reality, then the the pibes, the guys, the dangers of this town can be the actors and take the the their own life. Yes. I, I help me with my English. Yeah, 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 no, you're doing best. great. You're doing great. Uh, then Formosa is a ma provincia, um state uh, with the same uh, governor, 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 governor from 15 years, and they say it's a dictatorship. It's corrupt. But in the like like Asterix and Obelix, we have a, a little uh, town with the rebels. They are the the, the, yes. the privacy guy, the cyberpunks, and we are frontier in frontier frontera, on the border, border with Paraguay. Oh, you're border Paraguay. This is the site for, and I I I I buy a t-shirt, a pirate t-shirt from Lacoste because we are Latin American. We pirate uh, all of things. And I buy with with Monero. Uh, oh, oh, a fake Lacoste. T-shirt. Yes, a fake Lacoste T-shirt. You bought with Monero. In the town, I Where? I buy with in a in a in a shop, a little shop. Do you know the name of the shop? No. Tor. Ah. Then wait, where in Formosa? In Formosa, in oh in, in 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 Monero Town in Ibarreta. But it's not Monero Town. Sorry, guys. It's Privacy Town for for everybody. Bitcoiners are included too. The VPNs and Tor are included too. Privacy, signal, whatever do we want. Cryptography. So are, are people actually. Uh, the thief, the hawkers, <laughs> everything. Are people actually using Monero? I know they were using it to gamble ah, on football. But, is it but being- you need for gamble. And you you go, go to the barber shop and you pay with Monero, and the barber can. Gambling, yes, or can be buy in the supermarket, and we, you have a liquid money system with Monero, and I, 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 I ask for him. You use USDT, Tata, what? No, only Monero, my friend. I was the. Oh, the, you asked them if they accept. All yes, that yes. You that. you accept Tether, USDT. Yeah. What? No, only Monero. Wow. I was the the more happy person in the in the world. That is uh, amazing to hear. Because you you know Monero is you say Monero in crypto ecosystem the people say oh, Monero. No. No, Monero. What? What's the problem with Monero? We use Monero, we accept the Monero. Yeah. It's money. If you don't like, don't use Faco. Then this is a great thing. Then the idea is to push up this and and build a school next to the stadium and teach uh, for free Bitcoin privacy, whatever. If you want to to teach English for free, you are welcome. The important is the people. Right. This is our tools for empower the people. An education center. Education. Education is, is the way. We're going to teach basically libertarian values, right? I am an anarchist. Yes. But not this new anarchist, strange. The anarchist with has to 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 fight, create conscience in the people, uh, a, a criticism spirit. Uh, the most important that the people think. Yes. And they choose what right. they think. 
right. you, we are the owner of your thinking. Yes. And I, if we don't, no queremos hacerlo. We don't. Yeah. You understand? Yes. They, they, they be in charge of their own destiny. Exactly. In charge of their own destiny. Make your sí. own choices. Be responsible for those yes. choices. Yes. And not relying on the state to tell you what to do or exactly. how to do it. Or, or any person. Right. Because uh, a corporation is sure. bad as, right. as that's, a that's government. A, that's what a, a government is. Yes. Today, right? Just a very large corporation, corporation with yes. uh, a failing business model. And this, this yeah. team... This uh, football team is uh, the way to organize, organize the people with the hooligans. Yes. Think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, we have uh, something unite the people with, with partnership, with uh, fraternity. And it's Argentina. Football is life. If you have football and privacy, you are free. Oh, wait, can we hear you? Uh, uh, I don't know which one is you here. Go ahead and talk. Talk. Uh, talk. No, because I think she just lowered all the gains. Is it just muted? Yeah. How's our sound right now, Tux? It sounds fine. Uh, but of course, Andreas. Is it loud? Muted. In the background? No, it sounds fine. Uh, no, the background's okay. okay. This one is working? Yeah, oh, yes, yes, that, that was working. working. Okay. Uh, Tux, do we have body? Is he going to give a uh, price report? Um, he's in the background. He's got the charts. Uh, so I guess if we have a, a break, yeah, maybe uh, once we finish with Ernesto, we could we could do that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, um, Ernesto, you are coming to Ivareta, right? You promised to me. You <laughs> you look to my eyes and say. I no, can't I, break the heart of <laughs> the people of Ibarreta. I said we we try to figure out. Because what are we going to do? We're going to drive there? Uh, people, what do you think? He's coming or not? <laughs> Say in the comments, please. What should I do, guys? Should I head to Formosa? <laughs> It's a 13-hour drive. Um, what would we do? We rent a car? Drive there? Bus. You are sleeping the night in the bus. And when they come, you are going to eat the honey of Mendoza, the best. That does sound enticing. That does yes. sound very enticing. I would rather, I would rather sleep during the bus than driving 13 hours. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, 13 hours. You can do it. Come on, you are here in Argentina. You're gonna It's an opportunity. You're going to come with me? Yes, of course. All right, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk after this. It's a yes. Okay. And you're good fellas. It's a yes. <laughs> You have to go. And, and to go. it's good to you. We have technical difficulties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> travel, travel now. This is. I know. I have to. This yes. new. Yeah. In in five months, you wanted to recognize. I know. I. I it's, it's it's good to. Honestly, my heart would be broken if I don't if I don't go. I, I think I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. So, I see you guys. I I continue in the in the lab Thank you for I'll, the space. I'll see you Sunday, and we'll figure out how, yes. how we're going to go, okay? All right. Peace out. All right. All right. There you go, guys. Thank you. Live on air, we, we, made, the, uh, we made the deal. Maybe it we rent the car. Enough. We'll talk okay. about it. We'll talk. Yes. All right, brother. <laughs> you drive. <laughs> I'm trying to fumble. Yeah? How bad could it be? 13 hours on a bus overnight? Wow, you're really uh, thinking about I took it. a bus once from uh, Warsaw... Warsaw, Poland, all the way down to Florence, Italy. That was a 24-hour. Okay, I, I muted the wrong mic. That was a 20. I took a 24-hour bus ride. Good. But I was a much younger man. From <laughs> I have a younger ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I gotta move the from uh, Warsaw, Poland to Florence, Italy. Ah, uh, but that, that's a bit different. It's a little different. A, I would say that is a bit different. I've taken some. Uh, I took a bus in Costa Rica, like a maybe like an eight-hour bus ride in Costa Rica. Live from Monaco. Maybe, maybe on the bus ride we could. Uh, Maybe on the bus ride, we could onboard everybody to Monero. What do you think? But by the end of the bus ride, you think we could have everybody yes, onboard? Of course. No, of people, course. Are, people want to sleep. And, and they'll be <laughs> heading the to Formosa, right? So they'll be local. We want to make wallet for the people and, and uh, how you say? This, this could become a whole new thing, the, the Monero bus between uh, Argentina and Formosa. <laughs> and uh, we give away some Monero for the, for the people and... Uh, we must. They must to learn to use a wallet. It's very easy. I, I love it. It's, it's work. And we'll, we'll have a captive audience. That's for sure. For yes, thirteen hours. For thirteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys! You know, you know, I'm gonna do it. It's like uh, I'm already staying here longer in Argentina than than Sydney for with this purpose in mind. Just wasn't sure how I was gonna make it work. You're right there. Now I am. <laughs> yes. So I guess we should tell our friend that not to ship the... Well, worst case, he ships Wait, so them. now you're going? I left for like 10 minutes. <laughs> a lot has changed. <laughs> like I left uh, for like... Not even 10. I left for like five seconds. I mean, I got it. Now you're going. Oh, so no, now you're buying, going. He's buying an apartment. Persuaded. Oh, great. Yeah. Tux, what do you think, man? I mean, 13-hour bus ride is pretty long for bus ride. But I mean, like you said, you what, done a 24-hour bus ride before? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I would never. He can have fun. And then I got to make my way back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you'll have fun, then you'll <laughs> onboard a bunch of people to me. Maybe I can at least get a one-way plane ticket. Maybe yeah, I can at least fly back. All right, we'll, we'll look into it. Oh, yeah. There's only, well, yeah, there's only one flight back, so you got to make sure oh, that's yeah. available. It's probably right. Maybe it's gone. We have to probably really cheap we will take almost live here. The moment that Monodoscopia <laughs> ends, we're going to check the flight we're gonna situation. We're going to check because it wasn't cheap. That's the thing. If it was like it was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, like the last I'll probably end uh, up probably doing that. I'll just probably spend five hundred bucks. That's hilarious. Five hundred bucks. Although for, being, for a, a, being on a nice anecdote. Yeah. Thirteen hours where we can onboard like everybody. He's driving. Life changing story. story. You're taking a bus. He's saying bus is the best way. Wow. Safest. And that's, what, 12 hours? 13 hours. 13. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 13. All right, well. <laughs> it will be an experience, fun. that's for sure. You think? And then he said, once I get there, I'll have the best honey I've ever had. Here's your trying to sell you on that honey. But yeah, what's in this? You bring me back some honey. Is this, honey is this like the mushroom honey I had in, in Mexico? Oh, I was about to say, well, what's in this honey? Where's James? <laughs> that was amazing. I'm still recovering James, from if that. you're watching, shout out to James. I'm a different man ever since... Suggesting that, honey. Um, <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, so let's do prices. Let's do prices. Yeah, we'll, we'll here. Body left. All right, body's here. Body's He's ready to go. Let's do it. All right, coolie. All right. <laughs> shroom report. Shroom report. We definitely need shroom honey at the next Monerotopia in Argentina. We gotta pull that off. I'm sure we can get the guys in Promos to figure that one, figure that one out. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. Hey guys, body hey, man, thank you for being patient. I know. Oh, you're out. Sorry about that. We just wanted to. No, catch that's fine. Here. I'm oh, usually no, first. Not- Everyone else usually has to be patient till they get on. I can, I can wait. Yes. One time. <laughs> but it's actually been a big, big week in price, right? I've seen like at oh, least yeah. for Bitcoin. Had- I've seen right. Yeah. And juicy. Let's find out. Yeah, like- Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just like, come on. 
I just say, let's find out. Let's, let's find let's, out. Yeah, let's hear what's going on. Report. All right. I just I just wanted to to back up one thing on Andres was saying about the uh, fintech adoption. If you look in the background, you've got the prominent micro strategy fintech sign yes. right there, right in the middle. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he had mentioned that. I actually laughed. I was like, oh, right well, e- even even uh, even funnier than that, maybe uh, we. We onboarded CypherTrace to Panera. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The guys working at the CypherTrace stand. That's so funny. They weren't willing to do an interview. They, they, you know, they were, they were, they were pretty knowledgeable. One of the guys was at one point an investigator for the company. Uh, I had a a nice conversation with them. They're going to try to get me somebody that that will like do a proper Monero talk with me. You Um, sent them some Monero. There was someone that that could not onboard. You were wrong. <laughs> no, we did onboard them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he onboarded. Yes, Cypher. They're going to use that were... against you now. They're going to like. Try <laughs> no, that's what I said. Though, like, for, like one or two hops now. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they're not anti-Monero. I mean, at least these these guys working there, they're not anti-Monero by any means. Uh, they're interested in it. They see the value in it. They understand it. Yeah, uh, for sure, they what, see the value in it. What, what, yeah, exactly, right? They experience <laughs> yeah, the value. Yeah, they're trying as hard as they can to trace it, and they can't. What, what they said is they sell their, their tools, their services uh, to governments uh, and not to exchanges, right? So they're not offering any, like these other chain analysis firms that offer these services to exchanges. Uh, CypherTrace does that as well, but not for Monero. So for Monero, where they claim to have some ability to have insight into transactions, they're doing that not for exchanges because it's really, from what I gather, I'm talking about there's not much they can offer an exchange because of their inability to trace. Uh, but they do do work for governments in doing pinpointed tracing, right? So for incidences like the CCS hack, right? Uh, hire cipher trace, and they'll try to uh, you know figure out where your where your funds might have gone if there's any any information that they can gather from the transactions that, that you provide them, the information that you provide them. So I would I, love to see you raising funds to pay Cypher Trace. <laughs> to pay them for what? <laughs> to, to, to analyze the, 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 the CCS event. Maybe I can get them to come to Formosa <laughs> with me. We can sit on the bus. They should open up CCS. <laughs> yes, they should, right? They should start a CUDA, raise funds. to. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And maybe we'll get them on the show. But yeah, we got them to accept Monero on the spot. Good. Cool. Well, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. Yeah, okay, so I guess... Uh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Kind of... <laughs> He's joking. Please, I'm, I'm going to mute ourselves over here so people can hear you clearly, all right? No, no, no it's fine. You guys jump in whenever you want. Um, a lot of price action yeah. and uh, sometimes, you know, ramble on. So <clears throat> feel free to jump in anytime you want. Um, okay, so we're looking here at the Monero chart. Um, I just wanted to get get us a kind of a bird's eye picture of where things are from basically 2017. We've got this big rising um, support line that kind of broke down in the past couple months. And basically, uh, we're, we're bumping up against that line again. You, you can also see this line right here is kind of a secondary support line that's that's been in play for about the past year and a half. So um, that's kind of the big picture. You can see that we've broken down the main, uh, the main falling sort of uh, falling resistance, broken through that months ago. Um, so you know, price right here on Monero would appear to be neutral, but this kind of very long-term action is is what you call consolidation at the bottom. 
And um, I mean, you would look at this and say, hey, this chart does have the opportunity um, to, to make a big pump, just like from a purely technical standpoint, um, forgetting all the fundamentals. So zooming in a bit here on the daily, um, I think it was last week, you know, we had had this big, uh, this big green dildo to the upside. We had some very interesting price action this week where we took, let's just take a look at this. Things just like flash crashed um, almost 10%. About eight percent there, and this happened like in the matter of maybe two hours, one hour. Yeah, this, this this flash crash happened in a matter of one hour, and it was kind of something that had happened across the board, um, across all crypto assets. You can kind of see this on Bitcoin. Maybe if we go down to the one hour here, um, I believe it was right here. It was this same crash. You'll notice the Bitcoin crash was only like five and a half percent. We can look at the Monero. Let's go to Monero Bitcoin. You can look at this also in terms of Monero versus Bitcoin, and that was this candle right here as well, where um, where it just just took a big dump. So one thing I did today uh, or yesterday or a few days ago was to take the XMR BTC chart and then run a correlation analysis compared to total, so the total market cap of crypto. And one thing that I thought was interesting is that the ratio of XMR to BTC is basically inversely correlated to how well crypto is doing. And we've talked about this. We've seen this anecdotally. But but again, you know, it's, it's like it's always good to try and do some kind of mathematical analysis to confirm the thing that you think you're seeing, because sometimes stuff can appear. It can feel like things are a certain way, but it's not really quite as prominent as you would think. Um, but in this case, we can see that since basically the middle of uh, 2022, the middle of last year, um, if the crypto market is going down, Monero BTC ratio is going up. And if the crypto market is going up, um, the BTC, the XMR BTC ratio is going down. That's what, so you'll see this is negative one down here on the bottom. Negative one means inversely correlated. So this is interesting because we haven't quite seen this action um, through the lifetime of, of Monero's history. You'll notice that for the most part, um, okay, there's been some positive correlations earlier Um Right here where, okay, if the, if the market is going up, the XMR BTC ratio is going up, um, but it's largely been up, down, up, down. And when you're oscillating around the zero point like that, it basically means no correlation. But this right here is definitely correlation. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that we talk about often. If we think the crypto market is going to be broadly positive, don't expect the ratio to be performing that well. So um, let's take a look a little bit more at the, uh, some of the pleb lines here, some of the uh, easy ways to draw the chart. So um, basically, we've got this broadening structure here, right, where we kind of got this lower line that's sort of kind of a support. We break down, but usually come back above it. But things are kind of trending down here. Um, and I'm not really too convinced that this is going to make a big comeback anytime soon. Right now, markets continue looking fairly positive. Um, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, breaking certain levels uh, was going to force me to reevaluate my sort of down through the end of year hypothesis that kind of happened um, about, let's just say a week and a half ago. So, um, but at any rate, uh, Monero is still benefiting from the broad positive movements in crypto. I would like to see a little bit better price performance um, right now, but um, you know, I would expect Monero to continue to generally trend with the crypto market um, in weird fits and starts, right? Monero will pump earlier and then it'll, you know, flatten out or kind of go down when other things are going up and then it'll be doing nothing. And then suddenly it'll pump out of nowhere when nothing else is pumping. Um, that's just kind of the action that we've seen on Monero historically now for the past year or so, at least for the past year or so. One thing that I think does happen I'm starting to believe, and especially, I don't know if you guys saw the CZ tweet where he kind of actually said some good stuff about Monero. And I figure, you know, even criminals need privacy, uh, especially criminals. So anyways, um, 
I think it's very likely that a lot of these big players are chain hopping through Monero and they use those opportunities to fuck with the price. And I also think that it's possible that, um, so let's get, get into some price news here. BlackRock, and I'm skipping around, but this will all come together here in a second. BlackRock iShares filed for an ETH trust in Delaware. What this means is that they're basically preparing to um, to request an ETH, uh, an ETH um, ETF soon. So that's the speculation. I mean, it's really, you know, do you really have to speculate? Not too much. They actually did file for the trust. This is coming. When they filed for the Bitcoin ETF, we knew that, uh, that the ETH ETF was going to be coming around the corner as well. So I wonder if there isn't with big pros, uh, big positive moves in different crypto coins, these guys do reposition the big whales. They reposition the insiders. They they kind of change their stack, their play as they know what's about to unfold in the crypto market. So, I think that they do some amount of chain hopping through Monero. It's probably not massive. It could just be like their personal stacks. You know, like perhaps CZ or Justin Sun or, or some of these guys. I would be willing to bet that these guys in their own personal stack reposition, not just their corporate stack that they're managing, but their own personal stack. I bet they that these guys reposition their own stuff. I bet they chain hop through Monero and I bet this is, that this is often used as a way to kind of like fuck with the price so that you can sort of like um, hit the stops on the places that Monero is traded, some places where it might be leverage traded. That's kind of just like my personal theory. Um, but I, I think that, that that's likely that that's happening. So um, yeah, that's kind of where Monero's at at the moment. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at Bitcoin since, as they call it, the God market, the daddy coin of all the other coins. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look, look at the big broad view as well. You can kind of see, okay, we had this, this triangle down here that got broken to the upside. Right now, you can see the very long term, not very, very long term, but you know, for the past year, you can see that we've had this sort of uh, this rising triangle. Let's just draw it out here. This guy. Not very straight lines I drew, but that triangle right here, you can see that, that Bitcoin is basically kind of in this zone right here. Um, that's going to be pretty hard resistance. Like that's going to be some stiff resistance. That doesn't mean it can't get broken. And one thing that, that I want you guys to keep in mind is that in a, in a bullish scenario, in a broadly bullish scenario, um, especially in a strongly bullish scenario, you break rising resistance to the top side. So for example, if we were to go down to the shorter time frame here on Bitcoin, this is now the one hour chart. Maybe we'll flip to the two-hour chart. So, so basically, Bitcoin made this big pump and has kind of been trending sideways. It's been trending up and up, and it basically just broke through. I say just. You know, it was a couple of days ago, but um, the market is still a little bit uncertain. It looks like whether this is a real break or a fake-out break, but Bitcoin did break through rising resistance right here. That is inherently bullish. Like From a charting perspective, that is inherently bullish absent some kind of like major problems in the macro or some kind of like clear fake out issues going on or other counter signals. Right now, we don't see other counter signals. We're not seeing anything in the short term that would say this market is problematic. This market is going to crash. Um, we now have broad positivity in some of the macro stuff as well. So let's take a look here at the NASDAQ, for example. The NASDAQ just broke out of what we, what we mentioned um, last week was looked a lot like a bullish flag. So, um, you know what, I'm going to turn off the liquidity here for a second, be too much of an eyesore. So we said, okay, this big move to the upside, we're now in this sort of downward channel. <clears throat> and this looks a lot like a bullish flag. There's a little bit of a fake out down here. Now things have broken to the upside. So one thing that, uh, that we need to look at in terms of liquidity is the reverse repos. And the reverse repos have basically gone from, from a peak of two and a half trillion, now below a trillion dollars. So that's one and a half trillion dollars that left the reverse repo market and went somewhere, right? It looks pretty clear to me that, that this money has gone into stocks. This money is likely going into crypto as well. 
Um, if, if we expect that BlackRock and the insiders and the ETF, yada, yada, et cetera, are getting into crypto, this is, this is on the verge of being, being like a true mainstream investment now. Anyone can invest in it. Grandma, you know, um, your, your pension funds, et cetera, can now, like when the ETF gets approved, because I mean, it's hard to believe that it's just not going to get approved at this point. Everything points that direction. Um, and it could be as early as next year. Um, there's, there's people that are saying that, like, I think it was BlackRock, some BlackRock representative said, like, by January 10th. Who knows, right? It might not be January. Maybe it's March. Maybe it's May. But it's it's going to get approved at some point. The the SEC, just from a from a pure legal hat standpoint, the SEC has been capricious. They have not applied the rules consistently. The, even judges are now saying that. So the SEC just doesn't have much of a leg to stand on here. They're going to have to approve this thing eventually, even if they can put up some more bullshit resistance. And the market kind of knows that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> Okay, so we've got the reverse repos here. They continue to fall. This thing still has another trillion dollars that could hypothetically get pumped into the market. Um, so we can go ahead and come back here to the NASDAQ. Let's turn on the liquidity. So you'll notice here that the white line, that's that's global liquidity across the board. So M2, uh, M2 money supply of all the different major currencies. Like it, it, this white line accounts for like 99% of the global market cap of, of currencies. Um, so that's um, M2. And then that's also the balance sheets of various... Um, uh, of various uh, banks. So the green line then is U.S. liquidity. It's just like solely U.S. liquidity. And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I got something wrong with my throat today. Anyways, so the green line is U.S. liquidity. And this thing continues to move to the upside. One thing that I incorporated into this uh, this past week is the U.S. Treasury balance sheet. We want to incorporate that in the calculation because um, at the time when I made this script, it didn't matter because their their balance sheet was so low and it kind of oscillated between, you know, like 500 billion or something like that um, or a, a few hundred billion. But they've been printing so much money now that like they, they just keep adding like trillions every quarter, like a trillion here, a trillion there. Like every few months, they're adding a, another trillion or so to the balance sheet. And so that money has to get spent somewhere. The government's going to spend that somewhere, typically into corporations, which is going to improve their balance sheet. It's going to improve the corporate profits, which, of course, is going to improve the stock market. So um, we still kind of in, we still look like we're in this situation of oh, where where did it go? Uh, here we go. We're still in the situation with the bond market where, um, you know, things are inverted, things are not normal, but somehow they've been able to, to keep things uh, inverted and not normal for quite a long time here. It looks like they got interest rates off the floor to five over 5%. That's like basically a miracle that they didn't crash the economy doing that. Maybe there's still something coming next year. I would kind of be surprised if there isn't. It doesn't have to be like a not like a 9-11 or a, or a 2008 style crash. I still just think it makes sense for some kind of big washout to happen before the next bull market happens or begins in earnest. Um, if, if for no other reason, then, then you want to clear out all of the longs, clear out the leverage longs, hit those stops, liquidate people, crash things to the downside, get the opportunity to position yourself and then move for another year's long bull market. Um, but who knows when that happens, right? The bond market is not saying that crash is going to happen anytime in the immediate future, like the immediate future. Um, and we're not seeing anything overall in the macro that says that that says things are terrible. Um, the Dixie right now continues, the dollar index continues to look like it's in this bullish flag. So from a charting perspective, you would expect this to break to the upside and then head for this area right here. When that happens, I don't know, but it's starting to get a little bit long in the tooth. So um, perhaps that doesn't happen, but from a pure like pleb line TA standpoint, you would you would expect that to happen. And then from a pure kind of um, statistical standard deviation analysis wave magic, you would say that the prominent 
long-term standard deviations are up here in the 108, 109 area. So um, these standard deviations, by the way, are not necessarily hard resistance. This is not like, oh, you touched the line and now it's going to get rejected off the line. It's an area. It, it actually ends up acting a little bit more like this. You can often see something pop up above the standard deviation like this, hang out, and then come back down. So you just have to understand that, that these are not hard resistance lines uh, in that sense. They're more like target zones, and, and that's really the way you have to, you have to treat it. So um, let's see. I wanted to also show you guys another little script I was playing with um, this morning trying to expand. These are Z-scores. And remember, Z-scores tell you how the asset is doing relative to its own history. So it basically normalizes everything to a zero point, right? If it's zero, it means the asset hasn't been changing. Um, some assets like Monero, like stable coins like Monero, uh, tend to have very low volatility. So if it pumps, let's say 50% for Monero, that's a pretty big move. Like the very, that's a, that's a massive move considering the past year of our price action. Whereas something like FTT token, for example, the, uh, uh, the FTX, you know, Sam Bankman's like primary token there for their exchange, that thing has had shitloads of volatility, mostly to the downside. Um, so this thing pumped massively, like, um, I want to say it's been like a four X or almost a five X now. So anyways, but the idea here is to look at how an asset is performing relative to its own history so that you can kind of see which ones are, are performing, which ones are not. Um, right now, in order to do that, you have to look back a certain amount of time. So we are looking back 100 candles. And since we're on the daily, that would be 100 day. Uh, we could change that. You know, maybe, maybe we could even change that to a year. Let's go 365 and do what pops out here. But ultimately, the things that I want to show you here are that Link continues to perform. Um, Link has basically been a top performer. And um, TRX, Tron, has also been another top performer. And this should be unsurprising. Stable coins are sort of the, uh, just call them the lifeblood of the crypto liquidity marketplace, um, exchange marketplace. Um, and the fact that so much Tron or so much Tether <clears throat> gets issued on top of Tron, it basically tells you that Tron is going to be supported by inside. So you can expect that Tron is probably going to continue to perform in any bull market scenario. Um, the laggards have been BNB token. Um, Dogecoin has actually been kind of lagging as well, although it's starting to catch up now. Um, obviously Matic Litecoin is down there as well. Um, and then XMR has been kind of middle of the pack, although where is it? I don't I see it on the right, but where is, I probably messed up the colors cause I was like fiddling with it right before we started here. But anyways, um, yeah, like for me personally, like I told you guys for a long time, um, link was kind of this like outside play of insurance against me being wrong. Like I thought the mark, you know, my, my overall thought was, okay, the market looks uh, on balance of probabilities down. Even if not, I want to protect my stack, but here's some cash into link. If link does well, then cool. You know, I'm still, I'm still making, making money in the gains game. So um, anyways, link is good. I'm probably going to take profit there, maybe around 17 or 18. That would be my personal um, spot there for link just to, you know, just for some shit coinery. Um, let's take a look at ETHBTC. Uh, for some people, they would call this even further shit coinery. Um, as we talked about this, this very long term, let's go to the weekly. This very long term um, support line got tagged. Uh, this thing is from 2017, right, guys? So this is a five year support line. You're not just going to break this line down. Typically, rarely are you just going to like crash through this kind of big support line like that. Um, you're going to get at least uh, an interim bounce, which is kind of what we're seeing. Um, and especially given the fact that uh, BlackRock iShares looks like they're going to be filing for their ETF, um, you got a pretty good move there. Let's take a look relative to Bitcoin. That was a that was about a 12% move. So pretty good. Um, ETH is catching up. It definitely was doing worse for a while. Um, I personally think that, again, like 
ETH is likely to break through back into this range and then move to the upside. I think that ETH and Tron are where Tether and USDC are issued. It's like, it's just a no brainer to me. Like whether you like ETH or you don't, it's, it's just a coin that's, that's probably going to be regarded um, importantly in the crypto ecosystem for, for quite a long period of time. So uh, I don't think I have too much else for you guys. We uh, we could look at hypothetically the Bitcoin versus the stock market. You can see it still looks positive. Um, you know, one thing maybe we should do also is is um, take a look at the Bitcoin wave magic. I just want to show you guys the statistical levels. While that's loading, we'll take a look at, at Bitcoin dominance. So um, you can see that, uh, you know, Bitcoin basically broke above this sort of rising resistance. But now that the market is generally in the positive mood, you're going to see the shitcoins continue to perform. You're going to see new shitcoins continue to perform. I believe Soul was another top performer. There have been um, there have been proposals. I think they're still highly tentative, but there are proposals now for people that want to buy FTX, the platform. Um, FTX people are going to get made whole at some point here. Like, no, sorry, scratch that. Excuse me. Not made whole. FTX people are going to get paid back in some portion. They're going to get some amount of money back. They've been finding billions here, billion there. Um, so you're going to see some repayment there. And the uh, with the Sam Bankman trial being over, he, he still has to get sentenced, but that won't be till like March of next year. But with that whole thing kind of like looking like it's ending, people are getting optimistic on the comeback, FTT, Soul, et cetera, whatever. Um, I think they're both shit coins, but um, it, it, Soul is an interesting idea the way they do their mining, but um, I'm not sure that I like their implementation necessarily. And I'm not convinced that that way of mining is really uh, the best way to do it. Anyways, okay, so that's Bitcoin dominance. I wouldn't necessarily expect a bunch of performance there, but the crypto market, you know, is when it's bullish, it can start doing crazy things. Okay, now here's what I wanted to show you with the um, with the wave magic, with the standard deviation analysis. I just wanted to point out again, um, these very long-term standard deviation levels, the, the upper blue bands. Um, I know this chart's kind of messy and it's kind of taking a moment to load. We probably don't have much more time here. Um, yeah, okay. So this will have to do right here. This will have to do for now. So basically these upper standard deviation bands get set when price starts expanding, when price starts moving significantly to the upside or to the downside, it means that the standard deviation of the running past, let's just say 100 days or 1,000 days or 50 days or, or, or 4,000 days, right? The standard deviation of all of those price points, all of those candles of the past X amount of days starts to expand when price starts to get volatile. And that's what these lines are. That's what the blue lines are. That's what the orange lines are. Blue is the upper standard deviation. Orange is the lower standard deviation. Don't worry about the red and the purple lines. Actually, let me just mute those. Um, they're a derivative of standard deviation. Um, anyways, the point of this chart is to show you guys that yes, things feel markedly bullish here. This is your take profit area. Like if you're in a long trade, if you've kept your, your long-term trading stack in play, even if you like are the kind of person that only reallocates funds every so often and rebalances your portfolio, maybe you try and target percentages, you know, and that's, that's actually a very easy um, way to keep your portfolio balanced when you have massive gains on some asset and it, you know, maybe you had 5% of your asset, your, your funds in some asset, and then it becomes like 20% of your stack will rebalance that, right? Like right now I'm looking at kind of a situation with link for me that that's doing a little bit of that. You want to rebalance that. So these upper standard deviation levels are very long-term levels. We could also just kind of like drop some basic lines here. So for example, this horizontal line that I just laid down, that's another spot um, that was kind of like the rebound back in uh, March of 2022, April 2022. That was like the top rebound off of the top. That is like a perfect spot to look at and think, okay, maybe it's time to take some profit. Now, 
you could take some profit, you can pull some chips off, off the table, and then you can just wait for some kind of like modest pullback. You could just wait for 16% down, right? And then get back in. If you're really nervous about not being in the market, um, again, you know, I like to play things by ear. We're looking at long-term. If this thing just shoots up in the next week or so to these upper standard deviation bands, like do yourself a favor and take something off the table, take some profit, right? Just a little bit. Um, I'm not saying to trade, but you know, even DCA HODL is a kind of a trade. So um, yeah, those are the kinds of things to be watching out for. Bitcoin looks markedly uh, positive. The whole market looks fairly positive. Um, if you've got some shit coins, be looking at the opportunities to, um, you know, to take some profits. Um, and, uh, you know, good luck, everyone. Hope you guys have fun at the, at, uh, the conference. All right. Oh, it looks like they're... Uh... Oh. <laughs> they don't care about price. No, they and don't. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, most, man. So, uh, so I finally don't. got on the, I finally got on the Librewolf. Oh yeah, for the browser. Is it working? Uh, good oh, for no. doing the uh, the charts. Oh, I love. Um, no, I'm still on <laughs> Firefox for charts. I haven't gotten around to it, but I'm using Librewolf in this. What's up, guys? Uh, buddy, that was great. Honestly, we only heard the first part because we got distracted here. We ended up speaking with uh, Rodolfo, one of the guys that runs the La Bitconf. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, we had an opportunity because obviously you can imagine he's super busy here trying to run the conference. No, but no exciting worries, news. I'm not offended. He seems, be, he seems to be open to uh, working with us if you look to do Monerotopia down here to helping us with those efforts, uh, collaborating. Uh, and he said that La Bitconf will be in Argentina again next year. So it's that's very persuasive for another you know another reason why we'd highly consider doing it down here so we could do it down here potentially collaborate with lobbitconf or at the very least do it alongside so we have people that are already down here coming to the largest crypto conference in south america and then they can come stop by monerotopia so wow that would Bra- be breaking news breaking, breaking news, news. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is company life yeah 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 we were gonna try to get him on the show but he's too busy he's but like uh, running around more importantly, he he's seems, get a scooter. He's on seems a scooter very anyway. open to working with us. And he's obviously very Monero friendly. He he, he allowed, allowed Andres to give a give the Monero talk and he, he's open to Monero. He appreciates Monero. So all, all good things. Nice. Nice. Yes. Both of us are in the proof of work side of things. Let's, right, right, right. let's, let's put it like that. Yes. Um, all right. Buddy, <laughs> right. uh, stick stick around if you can. Greatly appreciate you as always jumping on and doing the price report. It does sound like it, it was a big week for crypto in general. And I heard Finally you at the outset talk, talking about the um basically the, the correlation between big Bitcoin and Monero, how that's an indicator, often an indicator of where the market's headed, right? Is that is that what you're saying on the outset? I was also saying that there's a correlation there that um if you just do like uh, a correlation analysis ratio, the Bitcoin, uh, the Monero to Bitcoin ratio is anti-correlated to Bitcoin going up or really the total market cap of cryptocurrency going up. So when the total market cap of crypto is going up or, or Bitcoin price is going up, the ratio just doesn't perform. It's anti-correlated. And it's been that way for like a year and a half now or, or then, vice versa. Uh, if the market's going down, then the ratio performs well. Right, right. Or if or if Bitcoin is staying steady, that's often when Monero starts to, to catch up. You know, I've I have wondered about that. There's got there's got to be some like analysis that can look at that because um, correlation analysis. I need to look closer at the math, but it's like it's basically just looking on a per candle basis the relative movements of two assets. But I would be curious to see like okay, um, characterizing the volatility yeah. of an asset and look at how that's correlated. So I would need to do some um, Pine Script trading view work to to really divinate that. All right. Um, I guess we will we'll move on we'll move on to news. 
Tux, do we have any news for the week? Yes, we do. Okay. Later, guys. Body, stick around if you can. If yeah, you can, no stick worries. around. Body, join back, whatever. Yeah. You do your thing. Cool. Yeah, I'll be here. All right. Uh, Sweet. Tux, yeah, if you, want, if you want to give that a shot. All right, let's do it. And now for our weekly news segment. What do we got? Right. Yeah, we get we get a we get a bit this week some some stragglers from the the CCS stuff. But let me go ahead and share my screen. I can find the right I think one we have here. a little bit of a lag with you. I'm not sure. Oh, with me? Oh, uh, no, actually, no. I, th- I think it's good now. Okay. Okay. There's the screen. All right. So, Fluffy Pony has resigned from the core team. Uh, he opened uh, yep. an issue on the meta page about a day after suggesting uh, disbanding the core team altogether. The next day, he posted this, saying that he would resign from the core team uh, just for like just because of what happened, and also he, I guess he hasn't been he hasn't been doing that much handling with it. So he's stepping he's stepping down and officially stepping down. Yeah, officially stepping down. And Our there was a CEO. The, Monero, <laughs> the Monero CEO. Yeah. Uh, and there were there were some talks in the Monero community channel on Matrix earlier. They had a had a meeting. Um, there were some potential people who would help to take over the uh, managing the CCS wallet funds, uh, but I don't think they're quite sure yet. So yeah, there's some there's some changes that are going to happen, hopefully for the better, uh, because the whole CCS thing an absolute opsec disaster, and the people who were in charge of that uh, should have should have known better. I'll just put it that way. Um, yeah, it's just the, that was just the bad luck, right? For well, there was there was for those in charge of the CCS wallet to to get hacked. Um, it's it's just a hard pill to swallow. It's like I mean, if they yeah, can't that, bad how, bad how luck, but funds, also how, how can I figure out not to lose? Right. Yeah, it, it sucks and it's unfortunate, but also the setup was like pretty irresponsible from what I can see with that amount of money being handled. But regardless, uh, some changes are happening. So, uh, yeah, Fluffy Pony is stepped down. Fluffy Pony stepped down because of the CCS incident because I remember from 2018 or something, she already mentioned in the, that she was basically in practice stepping down from court. Right. I mean, the only thing he that really is now has official been, yeah. is now probably just him like releasing the keys that right, he has or right, something. Right. But he hasn't been active for at least three years. Right. I guess what people were criticizing though is then why didn't they remove, uh, you know, move it to a new wallet, at least for the CCS, a new wallet that he didn't have. Uh, that's the Libertad. Oh, that's the jersey, the Libertad jersey. Yes, yes. yes. That's awesome. Wow. I Very ordered nice. one. I have one. Very nice. What what size is that? That's the goalkeeper version. What size is that? ML. Oh, XL. Okay, so that's not too bad, that because you got me an XXL. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be a, like a nightgown on me. Um, yeah, and we had I had Justin Ernhofer and Francisco Cabana on Monero Talk this week. We, we Monero Talk broke is it all good. down. We, yeah, we spoke about. Did you listen to it, Tux? You gave it a listen. Yeah, oh yeah, I listened to most of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. There's a lot of a lot of info dropped there. We, we spoke about the hack itself, uh, and then we spoke uh, we spoke about you know steps moving forward, what what Monero and the Monero community can learn from this, and how we could all move forward. I thought I thought it was a great conversation. And then we talked well, about uh, Justin and his new company, the the new CypherTrace. Yes, and of course, there's a lot of people. Yes, understand next Maybe Justin could be a sponsor at Monerotopia. Oh man. 
Which, uh, he did a yeah. very good report, and a lot of people are freaking out, like, "Oh, how can he? How can he do this trade?" It's like some of that, a little bit of that, was privileged information. The TXIDs were already yeah. given in the report. It's basically like, wait, I can I can track my own transactions? Yes, yes, right. I, I mean, we tried to. I tried to get that point across in the podcast. I don't know if you listened to the whole thing. I had asked Justin numerous yeah. times to clarify that, uh, and then um, Francisco clarified it as well. So. It's just people going clear. hog wild with uh, not quite understanding the. But they didn't yeah. look at the report. They don't understand it. They're like, ah, they're tracking Monero. It's a bit more nuanced than that. Uh, and Monero right. isn't perfect. Like if you make, in this case, especially when you have the initial transaction IDs, and there's some weird anomalies that you can see, like like pocket change, what looked like it may have been used, or like the swap function may have been used. You can see that pretty clearly. But it looks like the money may be. It's, I mean, this is like. This happened like a month ago, right? So the money's probably yeah. like they're probably not gonna be able to find out ultimately ever. The the funniest part of the interview is when I, I asked Justin and Francisco, well, what should the hacker have done? And they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't tell me. I was like, Well, isn't it just as simple as they should have just sent one one transaction out of the wallet, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not the tech guy. We are guy, not going to teach but... you how to rob us more effectively. I don't know, Body, maybe you have some is Body still on here? maybe you have some commentary on on, on that. No, I don't, man. We've like we said it all. Like it's it's just a no, terrible like the, situation. Uh, the, the behavior of the, the behavior of the hacker to to sweep the transactions out in nine separate transactions, and then to after that use what appeared to be um, what is it called? What's pocket change. Pocket change to to send his transactions out. Uh, it all seemed like bizarre behavior for somebody that's trying to hide their tracks. Yeah, you would think that someone smart enough to hack that would have would have done the basic amount of research to to understand that, you know, they're a high threat model actor. And so they need to be a little bit more careful with their outputs and the way they manage all that. But uh, I mean, you never know. The setup was so bad. Maybe it was just a script kitty that somehow got in there. Right. right. Yeah. They didn't even know what they came across. They're like, what's this Monero? What's that? <laughs> right. Oh, oh my yeah, God. I heard of that. It's related somehow with the was it LastPass the hack? Uh, the yeah, there were, yeah, there were some, oh, yeah, there were the some theories one. there. Yeah, some theory, yeah. some theories are uh, yeah. that um, it would be very lazy from the part of, of people like taking care of all fans to put C's in there, but it would make sense in the in the in the sense that if somebody just found out like a bunch of C's right. from right. a bunch of stuff, right? I said, like, well, it's just another one. Yeah. You know? What do I have to do? I have to learn Monero in just one hour to clean this wallet. So, yes. <laughs> hey, does anyone know if the Windows Hot Wallet was was also drained? Because on on Reddit, someone replied to me a couple days ago, and they said it was only the Ubuntu, the cold storage that was drained, but not the Windows Hot Wallet. Yes, that's what Luigi said on the CCS Wallet Incident thread. Um, it was just the just the Ubuntu one and not the Window Windows one, which is interesting so because. They were both on the same network, um, but maybe the Ubuntu one was more of a, a target because it was more likely to have both ones. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. It's There's like nothing really to be made of it. And since it happened two months ago, there's probably going to be little memory forensics that can be done. Um, like they're going to, there's some people that were working with him to try and get logs, dump, dump the system, right? Make a snapshot, all this stuff. But it happened like two months ago and it's, the money is long gone, right? There's, there's probably, there's probably not going to be yep. any way to, uh, to find out where it went because even with those few transactions that the, you know, Justin was able to trace after that, it, it's probably, I can't, I can't say for sure. You could say more on this, but it was 
it was weird that Luigi seemed like kind of unwilling, very reticent to put to make any logs, to do any forensics, to do anything like that. Supposedly he reported it like within 24 hours of noticing that it was gone. But like, why didn't any of the core team that he reported it to? Did they recommend doing those kinds of forensics? And then why wouldn't he have done that? Yeah, this really should have been talked about like two months ago when it was initially reported, not now that it's public and all of this. It's just kind of a disastrous and sketchy situation. So hopefully they'll have a new person. Because, like, I don't know. I don't really know Luigi. I know he's been, like, a long-time person that's done merge, uh, accepted merge request for the Monero project. And as from what I understand, he, he he's smart and he understands a lot of how uh, a lot of the a lot of the code that he uh, accepts merges for. But, like, the way the money was handled was very bad, so he probably should never handle other people's money ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would so, say, I would say silver lining is, is really threefold. I mean, one, one, people might wake up to the fact that you got to, you know, properly handle your your private key your seed right stored and, and you know learn lessons learned here on, on how not to do things number two um core becoming either being eradicated or some becoming more decentralized with these work groups that they're talking about and just overall the yep, project yep. the management of the project and development becoming more decentralized and three i'd say just further uh, focus on the fact that Monero does need to improve in some aspects with regards to its ring signatures, which we all knew already. But here's yet just like another real world example. Granted, you know, uh, it wasn't like Monero was traced from some outside observer. Uh, transaction IDs were given up and you're able to gain some insight. But still, uh, we, we don't even want that to be able to happen. Right. And so Things like full membership proofs now perhaps has even more political will to be implemented among the community than, than ever before. I, that's the way, that's my positive yeah, take yeah, on totally. this. Issue. Yeah, eventually it'll you know, very the signatures won't even, <laughs> <do that>. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even compare. It's Being a pricey, Jen, I'm only concerned about if those half million got dumped onto an exchange and it hurt my bags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, next we have Iolark Scam. I don't know how true this is because I I didn't really get to look at the news before I linked them up, but apparently this guy decided to buy a $25 EU debit card. A few hours after payment, he received an email, and guess what? It's not EU card, it's usually use it. I tried to pay 25, 20, 10 invoices, all failed because of insufficient funds. When I tried to spend one USD at work, but didn't work for 10, 15, 20, so I received one worth of PayPal card of 25. Guy replied me in the, the support. It's a merchant's fault, but it's not. Um, I don't know what to say about this. This was just what was uh, Tony gave in the news. Um, I've used Allark before um, and multiple times, and he is very responsive and he is very helpful. So personally, I've had a good experience with Allark. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really check out that story. Uh, next, this general manager urges central banks to lead innovation for CBDCs. Central banks have responsibility to keep pace with digital age and lead innovation. General manager for the Bank of International Settlements believes it's opening marks at a conference in Switzerland on November 8th. Carson's called CBDCs the central element of this lead, elaborating on the potential threats and changes. So just more, uh, just more CBDC stuff, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty standard. We get yeah, we something moving. about that every week. Um, and here's yeah. one that you gave, Doug. Uh, this was this was pretty uh, interesting. I, I saw this earlier this week. Yeah. Authorities have arrested Hakan Ayik, 
probably pronounce that incorrectly. Uh, a top-tier drug trafficker turned encryption king. He was the guy who told cartels what encrypted phone to use. I spoke to multiple associates of his. They thought he was untouchable. Tucks, was I, think, um, I think you or I or any one of the Monero bros that are like somewhat savvy on security could probably get hired for millions of dollars a year to help these cartels with their security. Because <laughs> apparently they don't know what the fuck they're yeah. doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. Apparently. Right, like it's not just a couple, you know, just, just Google it, guys. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, oh, as ChatGPT, like, what what is this uh, phone that they were recommending to people? That's which what ended I'm up trying being, to see. I'm gonna see if I can open it's this. Called like Anon, it's called like Anon. called like phone or something. Oh yeah, that up, was a uh, Fed Honeypot one for sure. For right, sure. it's a Fed Honeypot. Like, whoops, whoopsie. Oh, uh, but awesome. Interesting story for those that are interested, in, you know, in OPSEC and trying to remain anonymous, uh, looking to see how these guys were attempting to do it and learning learning from their mistakes. Not that you're a criminal or you're looking to do illegal things, uh, but those that are. Anom, a phone in the underworld yeah. with a ton of interesting features. Only later the FBI revealed it was secretly running Anom. Uh, I'm not aware of the Anom phone. I'm, I think Anom... There was there was a couple phones that had like Anon in the name that ended up being like controlled by the uh, the feds at some point with their mm-hmm. crappy security chat networks. It's just a bunch of garbage. Interesting. Interesting card. A tweet from at Samurai Dev running our BTC to XMR swaps over mainnet now. Very nice. Very nice. Very exciting. Why, very what what is that like? So what? So this There's is just like. Phone, uh, right? No, I, I get that. Uh, so they're running our BTC on the main net. So that means like they're, they're like they're really close to it. Is it usable now? You could do a BTC to XMR atomic swap through Samurai. Yeah, it looks like they have an internal beta build, but he said over the main net. So that means they're actually doing it uh, in the real world and not just on the stage or the test net. So I think it's that's, specifically that's... for Doxic change. So something about the Samurai Whirlpool, you get some sort of change output that's still like taggable to you and they're using the the atomic swap feature to handle that doxic change i don't know if like you could use it hypothetically for more like could you use their interface for doing like your entire balance uh, i don't know but at a minimum it's at least for that doxic change reason oh i see i see that makes sense yeah. right okay that's the use case well baby steps right i mean at some point they'll i don't see why it doesn't just lead to them implementing full-on btc dexamar atomic swaps if they've gone this far but I, guess yeah, I mean, the more liquidity sure. from all places that we get it, the better. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Very true. And I all think right, that is that's, that's all. Yeah, that's all I I had this week. Not too much. All right. Um, uh, better than nothing. I mean, the the real story of the week was us being here at LaPicConf again, getting to talk to everybody, which has been yeah, amazing. How many, how many people are at that conference? It's it looks really it's, big. Yeah, it's thousands. It's thousands. It's um, amazing. And like I said, very exciting news that we were able to just talk to one of the founders here, and he seemed very open to collaborating with us for Monerotopia uh, a year from now. So that's tremendous news. That was that was my whole goal with coming down here to figure out number one, are, would does it make sense to do Monerotopia down here, and if we are going to do it, how, how are we going to get it to work? And that's a big piece of the puzzle if we're able to kind of use some of LaBitConf's uh, network effect to help get the word out on Monerotopia or tap into the fact that there'll be these thousands of people that are already in Buenos Aires for crypto reasons. Uh, it'd be great to do Monerotopia alongside it. That would be amazing. Monerotopia, yeah. Argentina, getting, getting closer. 
getting closer to be confirmed. We'll see. Getting closer, getting closer. Um, all right, I guess Where everybody abandoned me over here. I think went back to just got caught up in other things at the conference. I guess we could wrap it up. I mean, we could do a viewers on stage. I don't know if there's anybody that wants to jump on. Let me see. Is there anybody uh, we got, like, uh, we got a few on? people. Um, yeah, you like, can run a viewers on stage. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. We don't, we don't, have, to, we don't have to stay on for hours, but might as well. It's the viewers and then on I, stage I will get segment. back to It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. You know, let's All suppose right. hypothetically uh, that Millet does, does win this thing. And let's suppose mm-hmm. that he's at least like mostly you know, who we've seen him so far, right? He hasn't just like... I think, uh, I, I think I know where you're going with this, but yeah, go ahead, body. Yep. Monerotopia would be the first major crypto conference to happen in Argentina and Buenos Aires after his election. That's like, exactly. that's a big initiative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine we get him as a speaker, right? <laughs> oh, hell <laughs> That'd yeah. That would be so cool. I mean, he's probably going to go talk at La BitConf, but like you said, if he is who he claims to be, he seemed like he'd be op- really really open to a Monero, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it's 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 just better. <laughs> it's what he wants, yeah, but he, better. Right, right. Significantly he better. Wants, he wants something that can't be stopped or controlled by the state. He, you know, believes in all the things we believe in here with regards to, to money and state, allowing people to transact freely and privately. So, yeah, you know, you, body one. 100%. Maybe you need a Monero quote, like a sticker from Michael Saylor, and then just like slap that on the MicroStrategy sign back there. Maybe you need a Monero. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to do that to Cypher Trace until, until I befriended them. So, but yeah, maybe we could do that to MicroStrategy. <laughs> That's a good idea. Anyone in the backstage, if you do want to come up, because there's a few people, just let me know. In yeah. The if anybody wants to jump up, and I will add you up. I see Brindle. Maybe Brindle wants to come up. Shortwave. Shortwave is always, always interested in jumping on. Fortunately, you don't get Alaska on today. He had to leave early. Oh, uh, yeah. I was wondering where he All is. All right. We got Brindle. Hello, hello. Brindle, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. No, it's a You're a little quiet. low. I don't know. Go is, ahead. Is it good now? Yep. Yes, better. 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 All right. But, so, uh, no, one thing I heard was that um, in the Netherlands, we have this service called Ideal, which is for um, uh, like a sort of easy gateway for bank transactions, right? For, for shops and stuff. And apparently... Uh, they're going to be used for the um, the digital euro as like a, a, a base framework for it. So that's uh, some news from Europe, which is not very nice to hear. Oh, okay. For the so they're, they're it's the architecture that they're going to use for running the digital euro. Indeed, yes. So uh, steady progress for the CBDC of Europe. I'm not looking forward to it. Steam Lagarde making moves. Isn't the link of that service? Right. Um, hold on, it's. Ideal.nl slash en for the English. What did you guys think of uh, the Ave, um, the Ave thing that happened this past week, November fourth? Uh, I well, think I, I missed that. that. So Ave, that. Ave is obviously like a, an Ethereum Polygon based smart contract. Uh, they do several different networks, but they basically had a white hat hacker uh, report a kind of bug bounty, basically that said, hey, there's something wrong with the stable rates on your borrow contracts that could cause problems. So they disabled uh, borrowing of all assets pretty much to fix, no this, uh, to fix the problem. And it's still currently disabled, but it should be re-enabled tomorrow. What a mess. Yeah, so I mean, and until, if and until, if they ever do give up the admin keys to these various layer twos, um, they've got the power to do that. Um, I don't think there's a single Ethereum layer two at the moment that doesn't have some kind of admin key. 
I personally think it's basically responsible of them to do that. It's still beta. There's still problems like this, but um, I mean, let's not kid ourselves about what this is. There's the promise, there's the potential, and maybe some of them eventually actually do decentralize, but uh, there's no guarantee of that. So just know what you're playing with if you're in those, in those networks. Yeah. I'm just using it for, um, for lending and borrowing, using it to borrow, like put in whatever, and then borrow us dollars against it. But I'm obviously not keeping that money or just enough. Basically it's a, it's my crypto credit card. <laughs> I'm just keeping enough in there to, uh, to borrow what I need and no more. Right. Nice. Very cool. I, 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 mean, I know. Um, oh, no, go ahead. You got to leg up for sure. Like just playing in that ecosystem if and when those actually become like viably decentralized and you don't have one person that can just like shut down the network or do things like they just did, you're going to have a leg up on other people just like understanding how to use that network um, in a way that's beneficial for you. So I, I think it's cool. I actually yeah, know very point. little about um, about Ethereum, et cetera. I should probably look into it more. I don't know much about Ethereum. The network I've been using is Polygon, but I'm very interested in this asset called DPI, the DeFi Price Index. Because of the okay. fact that it's an index of multiple different um, multiple different DeFi projects, and that's so it should be less volatile than than each project individually. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've completely ignored all the DeFi stuff. I'm not saying that that's a smart thing to do, but um, no, same here. My focus is, is been been narrow, narrow 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 only. I'm not, say, <laughs> I'm not saying you should be. Um, yeah, no, my my trans my transaction my current my day to day like transaction currency is Monero, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's is more like, like body, body saying, you know, uh, it's it's good to, to spend time to learn these things for when they are perfected and mm -hmm. they offer really value and utility to be ready. For yeah, the, the only time I ever touched uh, Ethereum or any DeFi was for Urbit, for which you needed a, a some kind of coin in order to have like your own Urbit ship, which was, was like this weird decentralized sort of alternative to the internet kind of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it never really took off. As far as I know, what you I, do think, is, I think the project's still around. But what what you do is you take and put like Ethereum or whatever into Ave, and then you borrow dollars and take the dollars and go over to Trocador <laughs> and switch it to Monero. <laughs> or at least that's um, how I do it. Brindle, hate to, hate to put you on the spot here for a second. Do we have any 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 uh, Nodo updates you could tell us about? Um, uh, insight into development well i mean there, there's still steady progress we uh, we've got uh quite a nice ui coming along for the the news thing um lots of technical details on how to set it up properly and all that uh not not, not really too interesting to share but it's it's still going it's still going um okay good good, good. the, the um, itself is pretty yeah. stable actually i've been doing a lot of testing uh, I, I tried mining but the thing was crying for help uh the, the t6 okay. will do a much better job of mining like i still have a t4 it's, it's it barely got enough memory to even get random x going but uh it works <laughs> oh and uh, the light wallet server also works so that's cool Fantastic. I, I tested it with my monero yeah we're, we're hoping to you know ship these things by by january uh yeah speaking of which should, uh, update the images on the website to show off the uh the new one yeah, Abdullah was supposed to be around for it. Yeah. There's still nine Abdullah of these special edition left in stock, guys. Go pre-order one right now. Uh, yeah, please do, actually. It helps in a big way. Abdullah might actually uh, head over to China in these last couple of weeks to try to you know, ensure that everything is goes according to plan. Yeah. She's going to head over from India to China to the factories where we're getting these, uh, you know, basically the, the chipsets built. Have you tried those out, uh, Opa bars that you sell, Doug? What do you think of them? I honestly haven't tried one. 
I have tried them. Uh, they are actually uh, yes, really, really good. Yes, you've tried, right? Yes, they're they're pretty I good. Um, good. Especially, they made it like better throughout the year too, but it's just uh, like grass-fed beef that's like grinded up, and it's got raw local honey and then uh, some tallow and butter, and that's the Apex Bar. They have one that also comes with like almonds and cranberries, and then they have like a blueberry one. Uh, mm. But I just eat the regular one because it actually tastes really good just by itself. Um, it's very simple, just the four ingredients, and it's it's a like a it's like a really good replacement for like let's say you need to go like on a hike or you just need to grab something quickly. You can just grab the Upa bar because most like quick bars you would buy just have a bunch of crap in them, and usually they're just yeah, that's yeah. it's like in jerky, yeah, jerky's not that great. With does, the Upa bar, you actually get all the fat. Does it actually make you feel like decently full or are you like sitting there like, oh God, I want something else to eat? Yeah. I mean, it's not like a ton of food, right? Because it's, it's like, it's only like 330 calories, but it's a lot of good beef fat, right? So it's, it's still reasonably satiating. Amino acid profile. Yep. Yep. I got to, I I don't know why I haven't had them yet considering it's like literally right up my alley. Like that's my ideal everyday snack i just don't know why i haven't done it i gotta, gotta have, go order uh, them. yeah you should yeah. they have bcc pay set up and you can buy it directly with monero if you want to do that and you get 10 percent off just by doing that yeah and we list them on gratuitous too yeah. um yeah, i think we just yep. focus on the coffee yeah. uh, we just a, drink a lot of coffee guys distractions, you know we got a lot going on so you end, up, you end up forgetting about yourself and eggs and uh, eggs this one eats a lot of eggs. I was oh say, my god really eggs coming <laughs> Yeah, eggs. Well, they came, they came to me. We have about uh, 200 of them at home because we've been testing. <laughs> I've been giving them to friends and family. Uh, and then we had this trip. How much do they last for you? Like 200 eggs. How many he eggs per like day? He eats like five a day or even more. eat like four a day. <laughs> Actually, no, then I'm, yeah, yeah. He eats like five a day. Yeah. Well, you're now like, that I have all these eggs. like the I'm, guy from I'm The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. Gaston. I'll try yeah. it. Well, we I gotta work it. out more though. I'm eating the protein. I'm not working out. He left the eggs with his parents. Yeah, your mom said she used it in a cake. She just texted. Oh, she did? Yeah, I gave a bunch to my mom. She used it in a cake. Okay. But yeah, no, we, we're, we, we're not shipping them out to people yet. There's still a few snacks. Everything takes time, guys, as, as you know. It's hard to get anything off, you know. But I think we've proven we've, we've stayed committed to all our projects and we always, always continue to, to move forward on them. But just everything ends up taking a little bit longer than expected. Um, speaking of protein, oh my god, Argentina, land of steak, as everybody delicious, knows. But delicious, delicious. Sounds you like my really kind of place. It until you come down oh, here. <laughs> yeah, so yummy. Except that we're, we're, talking, we're talking about what pizza. It sounds like, nobody oh, can well, afford it. For like an hour, and eventually, Doug just walked by a, a, a window. A, a window. I said, no, 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 no. I want to eat what she's eating. <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful looking sandwich. steak sandwich I've ever seen in my life. It's not like eleven o'clock at night. It's just like a late night and snack. And it was very, very nice. Yeah. And that's a it's a good advertisement for Argentina or Buenos Aires in general. Yeah. But it's not that common to find uh, like a grill powered by actual cones. Right. At it was eleven thirty at night, yeah. Night. And cooking up quality steak. This was like a New York they call it the uh what the chorizo. Yeah, Yes, that, that one was Ojo de Vive. Ojo de Vive. It's like okay. the eye of, Ojo de Vive. It's literally like the eye of the steak. Yes. You got you to gotta so learn your cuts part. before you come down here and the, and the names. It's actually the core of the, the, other, the other. Right. But the beef de chorizo is the other one. 
Yeah, which confused chorizo. the hell out of me the first time I came to Argentina because it has I just, nothing I just, to do with chorizo. Right. I don't know why. I figured it was sausage, that. so no, I was like, no, oh, no. It's I'm like, I'm like, meanwhile, it's the, it's the New York Strip of, of I think Argentina. It's the New York yeah. So lesson to be learned, guys. Bring down fresh $100 bills. Yes. And uh, beef is, is the New York Strip. Dollars <laughs> are not fungible here. But yeah, that steak sandwich was amazing, and it was like it was like less than ten dollars. But it was huge. And this was. is in like the most expensive, one of the more expensive areas of, Boy, of one I of think ours. It was like six thousand. Yeah. Uh, 6, oh yeah, like maybe with tip or something. Yeah. No. Was it six? Yes, no. I, think it was... I gave her eight. I ended up giving her. No. Yeah. Well, but it still is uh, probably like eight or nine dollars. Yeah, eight or nine dollars for a flat, essentially a full so New York strip dollars. steak on a, so on a roll. Like, on a eight thousand amazing. And that was after eating steak for lunch, like a full steak for lunch. <laughs> and that would have been what eight thousand pesos, roughly. Yeah, that was like eight thousand pesos. We see. Yeah. God, I need to move to freaking Argentina. I'd be rich as hell. <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll come down here. Come down here from Narotopia, and uh, maybe you'll just never go back. <laughs> and that is not cheap. Yes. You can get cheaper. Um, guys, is there anything else we want to throw out there? Otherwise, we'll wrap it up, and we'll get back to work over here with hooking There's people up with Monero. Okay. Oh, who's that? Want to bring him up? Do you have something to say? Who we got here? Ar- Arpu. 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 Arpu, what's going on? Can you hear us? By yeah, the way, guys, anybody's so. listening to People are always welcome to jump up on stage, whoever you are, as long as you, uh, you know, keep it productive, somewhat Monero related. Don't be a troll, If you hear the planes. Yes, it's like the ghost of Wownero plaguing the Monero lands. Yes. I don't yes. Know, so. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, anybody on All stage right. want to say anything before we close it out? Uh, well, just, just one thing I <laughs> wanted to mention also regarding the Noto is that I believe um monero like the the base monero wallet is going to have um built-in support for light wallets which is actually pretty damn cool um which also um question for andres is, is uh if that actually comes to monero would, would that also be supported in monero rio what thing in particular uh the, the light, light wallet support because light wallet support is supposed to be built into uh if come I, again if I, I will be lying i don't know if you are going to the light wallet Okay. Wait, because Brenda, because no. you're saying it's going to be supported by like the actual the, the actual official wallet, yes. Okay, uh, I believe Jay Berman is working on that. Uh, it's with I the believe. the new key. Uh, yes. Oh, so not we, not the existing. Okay. We to follow. Oh man. I mean, yeah, we do our own our own like features, of course, but in the, in the case of like adopting stuff, we tend to follow the official wallet pretty mm. close. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. It's in, I mean. Yeah, I think that's with the Jamtis okay. key, once it, the upgrade. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, that, I might have misread it then. Okay. Well. The, new, the new and improved U key. Um, but yeah, for yeah, anybody yeah. who doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, the, the Light Wallet server with Noto, you could run a plug and play, get your Noto up and running in one click, run the Light Wallet server on your Noto, where you just enter your U key into the Noto. Um, and then you can connect your your Monero wallet to the Noto and have a light wallet experience where the view key is scanning the blockchain. So whenever you open up your wallet, you're not waiting for, for any um, syncing. syncing to happen. All the syncing happens about and you don't lose any privacy because the view key you're giving up to to a server that you're hosting yourself on, on the Noto. Um, Indeed. Super excited yes. about that aspect. All right, guys, All right. we will we'll wrap it up there. We'll it. Yeah. 
uh, and we're going to get back to work handing out Monero and meeting All people. All right, guys, have fun. And here, handing out Monero. Yeah, thank you to Cake Wallet. Oh, for, Kate, oh my yeah. God. Thank you, as always, to Vic. Sponsoring your shows, yeah. obviously. And then also, yeah, we don't have the banner here, as discussed earlier in the yes. episode. You can listen to That's not our fault. <laughs> it's buy. not our fault, but we are handing out Monero, courtesy of Monero. I mean, yeah, there right wouldn't right. be an agape wallet without you, Monero. Yeah, that is you, guys need, you guys need more gratuitous. Thank, thank you, Fluffy Pony, as well. More what? <laughs> we need you more what? Need more, you need more gratuitous, clearly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we, yes. we just got our coffee. We just got yeah. coffee, yeah. actually. Not gratuitous, but thank it's very good. Thank you, Doripio. Coffee. Very good coffee. Very good. Yeah, I guess with that, guys, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, cheers, guys. Cheerios, my friend. Thank you so much, everybody. Later, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.